Since 2013, Bombas has donated over 100 million socks, underwear, and T-shirts to those facing homelessness. If we counted those on air, this ad would last over 1,157 days. But if we counted the time it takes to make a donation possible, it would take just a few clicks. Because every time you make a purchase, Bombas donates an item to someone who needs it. Go to bombas.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. That's bombas.com slash ACAST, code ACAST. Even on a budget, quality is non-negotiable. That's why Quince is the place to score high-end essentials at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Get your hands on buttery soft cashmere sweaters from just 60 bucks, Italian leather jackets, and so much more. And the best part about Quince, they exclusively partner with factories committed to safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Elevate your style without the elevated price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns. Having fun isn't hard when you've got a couple of Gary YouTubes to keep you company on a warm summer's afternoon. Hello, everybody. How are you doing? A couple of Gary YouTubes here to do some Gary YouTubing. If you don't know what that is, by the way, it's when we do the basic bitch content. All the YouTubers do, like KSI, yeah, yeah. Mr. Beast, mm-hmm. the uh, Sidemen. Yeah, I can't think of any more. All the good ones do this basic bitch content, and we're no better than them, so here we are. How are you doing, Gary? I'm not too bad. Gary, what was the having fun bit? What was that a reference to? It's from Arthur. Having fun isn't hard when you've got a library card. Oh, right, But only nerds do that, and we're not nerds here because we like wrestling. We're here to speak about a pipe dream, a halcyon time of Mm. of wonderful, as Ronda Rousey put it, uh, hand jobs and cupcakes. Yeah, that's what she said, yeah. Hand jobs and cupcakes in the form of WCP, this is a WCPW tier list and not a Defiant tier list. We don't really know that much about Defiant, but we were there in the meat of WCPW. We were the meat of WCPW. We were, in many ways. The Sean Paul, the glue. We should go yeah, with the glue. Yeah. Uh, but just in case you haven't been here before, we're going to put some things in a tier ranging from the best down to lovely, 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 down to all right, down to just about bearable, and you want to avoid that bin. This is strictly, as I said earlier, a WCPW tier list. So if you're wondering where the likes of Adam Cole, Bobby Fish, Jushin Thunder Liger, Jake Hager, Keith Lee, Kushida, Kyle O'Reilly, Young Bucks, Penta, Riddle, Sidal, Minoru Suzuki, Ray Phoenix, Ray Mysterio are... They were more either defiant or not properly involved in WCPW storylines. So they're not included in yeah, this year tier list. Yeah, a lot of them were like one-off things, like special attractions, yeah. weren't they, and stuff like that. Obviously, we should mention as well, there's a lot of wrestlers that we can't or just don't really want to mention for various different reasons. You know what those reasons you know are. What they are. Also, we should say they wanted to change the name to Defiant before we left. We should get that out there. Is that uh, out yes, there? Yes. Well, I don't know if it's out there or not, but yeah, it was a common misconception that just because just because of a coincidence in timing that when we left the name also changed but mm-hmm. actually that was already in the works before we left yes so, it, was. Yeah, it was because it was. the owner wanted to be more like a proper indie company not this standalone thing with weird things like YouTubers on it so that's one rumour debunked a second rumour debunked we might as well go for it go YouTubers didn't run the thing right there was two bosses a Dragon Eye Zoo and they were the top of the tree weren't yeah, they yeah they were the top of the tree we, we had we, uh, we were kind of just... Um, we were in the booking meetings. Well, I was for the, the first bit, I then I didn't say anything, and I didn't get invited back. I was, <laughs> and then I didn't get invited back. And, I, and I, I think I know why I didn't get invited back into the booking meetings, but I don't know if I can say. Go on, why not? 
Because you want to make yourself world champion. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I wanted to really put myself over. No, it was because we did one episode once where there was a, 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 sh a filming going on of Don't Tell the Bride at the same time. <laughs> you know, on Don't Tell the Bride, they'll go like skydiving or they'll do weird activities. Yeah. And in that episode, it was wrestling. And it just happened that our wrestling show was in Newcastle. I think it yeah. was in Newcastle that night. And uh, I'd heard rumblings of this in the office. So in the next booking meeting, I, they were like, any more questions? And I was like, yeah. What's, um, what's with this Don't Tell the Bride thing? And then they all looked at each other and went, how do you know about that? I don't know, I just heard. And I was never invited back to it. That was my last booking meeting. So I don't know why. <clears throat> I don't know why. I know. Yeah. The mouth of the Northeast. Anyway, <laughs> Sam, hit the intro, please. We're starting things with your What Culture Pro Wrestling General Manager, oh. Adam Pachete, who is the only one of the YouTubers we'll be speaking about well, today. Well, he was the most involved. Yeah. He was the most involved. Uh, um, he was consistently in storylines. Um, and I don't think any of the rest of us really were enough. But you know what? Uh, and it's not just because we've known him for a long time. I thought he was pretty good at what I thought he was pretty good as well. We should say, by the way, we're going to deal with things like in terms of what every single person on the tier list did while in WCPW, how much you know, a monumental effect they had. You could say it was in, within the kayfabe if yeah. you want. And, um, and to avoid any controversy as well, if we put somebody quite low down, it doesn't mean that it's their fault necessarily. I know. It could be how they were booked, how it was handled. But uh, Adam did, Adam did well. he did way better than I could have done. Do you want a, a potted history of yeah, Adam yeah, WCPW? Yeah. Started off life as a wholesome babyface with a cardboard championship and a real championship that was way too small. The way too small title was put on a really massive hairy man and then somehow the really small title was then made into a massive title. Yes. Power yes, of magic was. and that. He had a hatred of Martin Kirby from early on for no good reason whatsoever, despite both men being wholesome baby faces yeah. in the early stages. I'm only Shades saying of grey booking, though, it was yeah. genius. Shades of, oh, God, lovely. Oh, lovely fantastic. terminology there. He cemented his turn to the dark side, did Adam Pacitti, your what culture pro wrestling general manager, with the shove felt around the world when he pushed Martin Kirby off the ropes when he was undoubtedly going to hit for the first time ever at that point, the Zoidberg elbow. Then, of course, he lost the general managership to Martin Kirby. Kirby Sims and right for being an arsehole, doesn't it? Eh? Yeah, Picking yeah, yeah. No, just someone so wholesome as Martin Kirby. Mm. Uh, there was also the Swords of Essex and Bully Ray involved as well. Then, of course, we had the Parmesan era, which kicked off in Liverpool. Yes. And then he ended life in WCPW, as far as I was concerned, after being murdered through a table by Bully Ray. That's quite... That's quite a lot. I can see why you've included him out, uh, out of all of the... He's the only YouTuber you've included, but he did he did more than even I could remember. He literally was the Sean Paul for the early stages. He was the glue. Going um, around shaking hands and all sorts. Oh, yes. Not in a hand jobs and cupcakes kind of way. No, no. Just shaking hands with everyone. Welcome to the company. We all had to do a lot of handshaking. A nice, uh, uh, funny... It was always funny when a new wrestler would come in and assume that Adam was, in fact, in charge because yeah. he was the kayfabe general manager. A another common misconception. He wasn't actually the general yeah. manager. Just an on-screen thing. They'd be DM in for bookings and everything yeah. um, but I think Adam really did well in every role and he, and even though that sounds like all similar sort of stuff it wasn't he started off as like your kind of William Regal down the middle GM who's not gonna he was more like Mr Bingley or whatever he was off to off, off, off world of sport yeah. a bit like you could tell obviously you're gonna be nervous in those situations I think when Adam was a baby face you could sort of tell he was a little bit nervous but when he turned heel 
He's oh, a natural heel. He's a real life heel. God damn it! Yeah, the the shove of the shove of Kirby off the ropes, and then the glow sticks that everyone threw. Remember him. that promo when he had the T-shirt, and the, somehow that, he lobbed it, and it landed on the top rail of like, yeah. the curtains everywhere. Magic, oh, magic. Um, He's got to go top tier, Annie. I know, it's, it's, I know it sounds it's, horrible, it, this right? This sounds like it's. This sounds very biased. But you look at not. the you look at the storylines of when he was there, when we were there. He was at the centre of the biggest one. Yeah, yeah. I mean, he was doing so well that wrestlers wanted to come back and do more with him. Bubba Ray Dudley wanted to come back and carry on their storyline, I believe. He wanted to adopt him. <laughs> he did. So, I, oh, as, as dodgy as it looks from us, I think you're Should right. Should we wait and put him in the, in the table? And, no, no, let's just do it. No, let's, say, let's just, just put him it. at the end. Yeah. It's going to look bad if we're going to put wrestlers now below <laughs> YouTube again, superstar But again, it's not, it's not necessarily whether they were good or not. It's how they were used yeah. and how well they did. And Adam was used well and did well. Yeah. So, yeah. And Helico will move on to now. We're doing these in alphabetic order, so okay. we are. He lost in the first round of the Pro Wrestling World Cup to Ricochet. Then, of course, he had that little series of matches with H.T. Drake, where H.T. Drake was a genius. Because, you see, in real life, in the shoot world, Brother Brothers, yeah. H.T. Drake, he built the rings with his own two hands. Mm. And because he did that, he bled into a storyline with Angelico where he started using the ringside area and stuff to do with the ring to his advantage. He tied him up at one point. I feel like they could have done more with that. We'll get on to that when we talk about H.T. Yeah. Drake, I suppose. But this is at that... I've just included Angelico because he did that stuff with uh, with Drake yeah right basically yeah, but, but that's it apart from that he didn't do much else which is a shame because he's a really talented yeah. guy he'd obviously go on to AEW he'd already been in Lucha Underground and stuff like that and uh, Liverpool fan is he? yeah, oh, yeah. is that because oh, of Bruce Grobbler? Uh, oh actually because they're both South African South African I think I it was that no it's a fine accent thank, thank you um, I think that um if Leonardo DiCaprio can get away with it in that film he was in, you can get away with it as well. Oh, right, fair enough. Or, was it Blood Diamond? Maybe? No idea. Um, yes, so, uh, yeah, we were driving past um, Old Trafford because the hotel we used to stay in when we did shows in Manchester was in Salford, I think. And, um, and we drove past Old Trafford and he was like, oh, it's Old Trafford. And I was in the same car as him on the way back. And he was, I was like, are you my United fan? And he went, no, Liverpool, bro. I was oh. like, oh, interesting. Interesting indeed. It's got to go. I think bearable. <laughs> go bearable. bearable. For the, we can change the rankings later on the tier if we feel he should be going higher or lower. But we'll put him bearable I was now. a bit of a Marcus Mark when he came in. Why? Because I was quite a big fan of Lucha Underground and I mm. thought, ee, we're getting Angelico. How, how high can you jump, Angelico? Yeah. I wish we got him to jump off something. That would have boosted yeah. him quite a few higher. Nothing wrong with his performance. I feel like we're going to say this loads of times, but he's just barely there. It's a shit because you mentioned jumping there. There was a story with a certain professional wrestler who I won't mention by name, but they wanted to jump off the little balcony. You remember in the O2, the balcony the where fire, we used to the sit? The fire exit. No, no, the, the, oh, the, the, the balcony, balcony. The seat, oh. You wanted to jump off there, but they wouldn't let him. So you could have had memorable moments in WCPW if it wasn't for health and safety. Didn't want the venue to sue us. <laughs> We're moving on now to Aaron Stevens, who you might have known as Damien Sandow, Damien Mizdow, way back in the day. Of course, this was a signing that everyone was gagging for at the time because he just left the WWE in the May. I think it was the July, June sort of time when he arrived in WCPW. He was signed to much fanfare because of that, of course, those little two months that had passed. Yes. He had two matches in the promotion, but he was there for one big tape, and so he was actually on the air for a month. So it felt like more than what I'm just about to speak yeah, about yeah, here. Yeah. He defeated Doug Williams to become the number one contender for Big Demo's WCPW Championship, but he lost to Big Demo in the, the next match inside of 10 minutes. And then he, he shot some stuff, some uh, some showreel inside the office, so he did. He did. His acting career, which which obviously worked wonders for him. He was, he was the first... <laughs> uh, yeah, but he's... No, but I think, I think... I hope I'm not exaggerating here, but I think he was... Surprised how good a reception he got. Like I think we helped reignite his love for. He's a really humble guy. He was, that's he was what lovely. I he was a lovely guy. I remember him being massive 
yeah. and being shocked at how massive he was. I do an interview with him and I'm like barely on the screen. I'm like, oh. Yeah. And, um, and I remember the, the reception for him because he was like the first WWE release yeah. that we'd got and it was it was huge and they were chanting Aaron Stevens not Damien Sandow which yeah. was nice as well I think this is the first sign that made people go oh these are money bags these <laughs> these are money bags these are going to piss all the money away but it was got a big reception of course when he arrived and yeah. he did some good stuff I remember him being good fun I can't remember much of the matches he had That's that's. The but thing. I don't think that's why he's here no so now do we I'm thinking either lovely or alright Oh, I don't think it's lovely. Lovely for the significance of it, though, the significance. Oh, but yeah, no, I think the, the fact that I went those two and you went, oh, right. I think that the, in what he did, mm. I think it's on a similar level to Angelico, but I mm. think the fanfare and the, the signing Boosts and the it. fact it was pulled off by the likes of Dragon Eyes and the two bosses and whoever else was involved in the deal, that pushes it up to all right. Fair enough. There we go. We didn't sign Aaron Stevens. I had to just get that out there. Because there's still people to this. Do you get certain comments on, like, when we're doing pictures videos? <laughs> yeah. Oh, how can they do uh, pictures videos for WWE when they burned their own company into the ground? I think it's, it wasn't us. I think it's died down a bit since NXT UK came in and trashed the UK scene. <laughs> but we used to get a lot of flack from the cooler promotions, fans of the cooler promotions, yeah. I should say. But yes. Bad Bones next up. Sam Drivers. Favorite wrestler in the and world. With good reason, because oh, yeah. he was a stalwart of the mid card in WCPW <laughs> and the hardcore division. Sam kept on being like, oh, he could be the champion. He really wanted to push him. Really? Well, Sam loves foreign wrestling in any other country, <laughs> doesn't he? Yeah. And uh, in Germany, Bad Bones, in, in oh, not WXW, the other promotion, the promotion Bad Bones is from, he was like the Triple H of that promotion. Really? Was he was, I thought he was event. very, very good. Oh, he was very good. He was more well known in WCPW for his hardcore exploits mm. against the likes of Rampage, where things got big and things got very naughty indeed. He lost to Penta L0M, as he was known back then, in the first round of the Pro Wrestling World Cup, which is a little a little downward thumbs there. A little, a little bit. A little thumbs down. A little bit. Um, but I've written down here, and I don't know if this sounds disrespectful or not, sort of like the hardcore holly of the promotion in many respects. No, I get it. An ass-kicker. Low to mid-card, mm. ass-kicking heel, no bollocks, put on a show every single time, never let you down. Mm. You That's need Bad that. Bones. You need that as well. Yeah. I've got two funny memories about Bad Bones. What? Oh, careful, well, no, man. actually, one of them's not... One of them's not funny. One of them's just that he, he got busted wide open and not many people did in WCPW. Hilarious. That's yeah, that. yeah, that's a funny story. The second one involves him bleeding as well. Um, we were shooting a promo backstage where I think him and like maybe Gabriel Kidd were getting into a confrontation and they were like, all right then, all right then. And then they shoved each other and Kidd shoved him. Uh, and I think it was Bad Bones who's, there was like a, like a nail jutting out of the door frame oh, and God. the back of his shiny head. It was that. such a shiny head as well. And, and and then you watch the outtake and he goes, oh, hang on. And then just he t takes it really calm, more calm than I would have taken mm. it. And then it's nice to see all these wrestlers who were just shouting at each other moments ago, being like, oh, e e are you all right? <laughs> but um, he was a nice guy, funny guy. Yeah, I like to be. I loved his accent. He was very, very sensual, really. He was quite a sensual man, yeah. yeah. Sensual healing. <laughs> I reckon lovely, lovely me. I reckon it'll Whoa. be towards I reckon it'll be towards the bottom of lovely, lovely by the end of the tier. But I think for what he did, and the role he was given, by the way, yeah, yeah. I think he pulled out, he knocked out the oh, bone. Oh, no bones about it. <laughs> Come on now. Bad to the bone. <laughs> Boners. B Priestley now. Herself and Nixon knew like the Bret Hart and Shawn Michaels of the women's division in the early days. Mainly because they were the only two. The only two but that game was now a call. Yeah. Uh, they had the, the, the series of gnarly matches which got gnarlier and gnarlier and gnarlier as they went on, which eventually uh, ended, well, not even ended, uh, culminated, I should say, with the last woman standing match where B was murdered with her head stuck in a chair by yes. Nixon Newell. Yes. Uh, Nixon Newell, of course, became the first ever champion. Then we had the stuff where, uh, with the Swords of Essex and then the stuff with Osprey, of course. She 
nicked the bloody championship belt, didn't she? She stole it. Oh, what? Oh. I can't remember this. Don't remember? No. Not a, not a real thing. It's part of storyline. Yeah, yeah, but I can't remember that storyline. She nicked the women's championship. Oh. It wasn't hers, but she had it for a while. Was it Nixon Newell? I think so. Oh, you can't, can't be doing that very well there. <clears throat> I thought she was uh, an excellent heel, whether it was in terms of. Uh, on her own or as part of the Swords of Essex I thought she was really good in that role I made a full par with B Priestley once <laughs> steady on now after the days of WCPW I went to see her in Frontline Wrestling in London in the East End and I saw her after at the merch table and I was like you alright and we had a little catch up and I was like you're really good now and the word now escaped my mind <laughs> I tried to pull it back and I was like you're and she laughed she took it really well she was like no yeah and I was like no it's just you were doing moves I've never seen you do before and she was like well I've been in Japan I've been learning all this stuff yeah I was like fair play she is uh, like it's not even a, a disrespectful thing to say it is how, how far she's come oh she's so improved yeah. so improved but bear in mind in 2016 she had just turned 20 when WCP really? was start. she's now 26 bloody hell she was born on March the Second, I'm giving away a lady's age. That's very <laughs> rude of me. Sorry, everybody. But there you go. She was very, very young indeed. We Wise beyond her years. We were all so young then, Ross. No, not really. <laughs> uh, then we, where are you going to put her? Um, all right. Yeah. No, yeah. I'm, I'm, I'm putting bad bones. Lovely, lovely. Oh yeah, you're right. You're do you right. Oh, do we move bad bones down? I might have gone a bit. I might have gone a bit Sam Driver on that one. Well, if we move bad bones down, I want to put him at the top of all right. Yeah. And then. Do we put B in all right as well? I'd put B in there as well. Because she really had a lot to do being one of the only two women in the division at the start. Yeah. I think that deserves a lot of credit. I reckon the, the mixed tag matches she had with Osprey, I don't know how many she had off the they top were of a lot but of they were always very, they very good. They were very good. good. Uh, next up, we move on to Big Damer, who, of course, was the first ever WCPW champion that eventually grew to fit the size of his massive big body. Yeah. Fantastic early memories of him being in WCPW before the... Was it before the warehouse thing even happened? Because when he came in the office <laughs> to shoot some vignettes, there was a massive... Massive big posh uh, tower in Gateshead where the old office used to be. I think they've moved now, haven't they? Yeah, I think somewhere moved. else. But it was all these Santander's at the top of it. Oh, all yeah. All these big banking firms and all these fancy people in suits. Yeah, I'm there in my Rampage brown T-shirt in the, in the queue for me lunch. Mm -hmm. And all these big fancy corporations and companies around us. And then Big Damo had to shoot these things where he had to go down in the lift and then come back up. And that's when the scene would begin. Obviously ran into people in the suits and whatnot while he was in his wrestling attire, which is something I wish I could have seen with my own eyes I know I only saw him at the top of the lift but I wish I'd seen the scenes in the lobby yeah. with, with all these suited folk walking around and then a massive man yeah. uh, in his pants in his, oh, yeah. oiled up <laughs> uh, he might have been the first wrestler who came to the office it would have either been him or Rampage yeah. but um, oh, I think he's fantastic Yeah, uh, he was really good first uh, champion as well first champion as well obviously the big was it a double turn that happened on the first ever show punched me in the oh face oh my god and pile drive a ref Surprise! you've recovered here yeah, in 2022. I did not know it was coming because I was meant to do a different thing and I stood in the wrong place. It was my <laughs> first ever mistake. He was meant to launch me into the turnbuckles. Right. And I was meant to, like, clang into them and then fall Or do down. the Bret Hart bump in the turnbuckles. Go and the Ric Flair. Like, I was probably gonna, yeah, I was probably going to... No, I was just meant to go bang and then fall down. But I was stood at the wrong angle, so he just went... And it, and it looked really good and I didn't know it was coming, but... It didn't. Wrestlers are amazing. Mm. It just was a soft little thud like that. Yeah. So early on. Sorry, after that, after becoming Jack's boyfriend, as I've written down here. <laughs> Whoa. Not even that, was it? It was the other way around. Um, he left you. He did. He left me. But there was a fight for fight for my love, like Cheryl Cole would say, between him and Joe Hendry. He won that match. Then he, me and him, went into the title match, and he he won that one as well. Yeah. 
There we go. Turned on me. He defeated uh, Aaron Stevens, unloaded obviously soon after becoming champion, then lost the titles to Connors. Well, not really. He lost it in a fatal four way where Connors became the champion. Connors pinned Hendry. Yeah. Uh, Damo and Rampage were stacked on the on the on the ramp. Jiren stacked. Mm. Do you get it? I do. Because uh, he did a big <clears throat> suplex and that, so he wasn't involved in the final fall. Um, career on the line, uh, he lost to Alberto El Patron. Oh, my word. He won't be on this tier <laughs> No, he won't. Um, um, in his final match in the company was against Kirby at True Legacy, where I think everyone realised, oh, he's off to WWE. That was a lovely moment, because I remember he gave a promo afterwards with Kirby in the ring with him, and uh, he was saying, oh, yeah, I'll, I'll be off soon, and Kirby went, you going on holiday? I was like, yes. <laughs> it's like chicken run. <laughs> No, it was nice. Um, he was. I think he's got to be top tier. I think he's top tier. He's as got well. to be first, first champion, ever champion. Yeah. Arguably the nicest member of the roster. So and there was nice. A fair few of them. Lovely man. I was petrified upon meeting him at the first time. Then there was an interview <laughs> which some other guy did on YouTube. Not a, not a big YouTuber, just some other guy. An interview with him. Yeah. It's some sort of junker thing. And he never met him yet. And he's like, oh, I'm a nice guy, even though I'd not met him by that point. I was like, hello, Demo. Thanks for calling me a nice guy. He's like, no problem. That's nice. He he, he might have to. <laughs> He might have to emphasise his niceness a lot going through life because people just assume he's hard. Well, he probably he is was. hard. Probably. Yeah. yeah, I think he's like. Well, to be fair, Hagrid, he's a nice big Hagrid's hairy a fella. lovely man as well. Yeah, very yeah. similar, big Damo and Hagrid. I hope Damo goes on to do more in well, maybe not even AEW, just wherever he goes. I hope he does well. Yeah. he looks even more badass with the shaved head yeah. now. Yeah, great guy. We're going in. B-R-A-N-D-I Brandy Rhodes was in WCPW for a little bit she, and was. she had that match with Prince of Me which I want to include in this tier Is this why she's made it? It's it? basically yeah. why she's made it and because she accompanied Cody Rhodes a fair few she times did. Was coming She over did here. as well um, But the, 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 people might remember that match for a spot where Amin grabbed Brandy by the chest Yes he did Which you did. might be thinking is a little bit Classic uh, heelish Classic No it's just good old fashioned heel work You'll never guess it? whose idea that was I know whose idea it was. You Cody told me. Rhodes. Cody Rhodes' idea. I was idea. there when he said, oh, why don't you do that? Why and don't like, you do that? <laughs> Prince B was like, bro! <laughs> bro! No, he's like, he's like the, hood, doing that, bro? The, Huddersf- <laughs> the Huddersfield riddle in the bro sense, not yeah, yeah. any other sense yeah. as uh, Prince Amin. Um, but also, she was murdered through a table by Drew Galloway while clutching on to Cody, and I think what was Cody's last ever match as part of yes. WCPW. Um, but reminded, uh, me of, um, reminded me of when... Oh, it was slightly different, but when Triple H knocked Stephanie off at WrestleMania yeah. 32, mm. but it was different because they were they were holding on to oh, each other. Yeah, but they yeah. did get the big boot off. It was sort of similar. They, they, she went up to the top rope and sang a whole new world and did the frog splash with the, the carpet. That <laughs> was good. Yeah, it was. Oh yeah, <laughs> it was a quality <laughs> match. No, because the thing is, right? Obviously, the match wasn't a technical classic. No, but the crowd was so into it. Yeah. it was actually they were like falling into the front row and stuff. And, and as MJF said recently, that's the most important thing: making you feel. I overheard Cody talking to them afterwards giving them like a debrief because he'd watched it mm. and he was then saying like his feedback basically and he was saying like he was so he was like you told a story the crowd were into it happy days and I mm. thought you know what yeah forget Melter and his stars yeah Melter he's such yeah. an arsehole Melter <laughs> it's about what you feel did you enjoy it yes or no it's fine forget about your stars yeah. anyway Brandy yeah, I'm the no I'm joking <laughs> no. terrible gotta be on it just well she, she did so little yeah you know, but, but she also came across a fair few times so we can't not put her in yes and she, and, and that one match she had even though it wasn't as I say a tenant classic 
Really fun, really fun match. Next up, we have Adam Pacitti's adopted father. We have Bully Ray, who was brought in by the nefarious Adam Pacitti to bolster the muscle. Do you know who I am? Do you know who I am? Yes, we do, Bully Ray. Yes, we do. I don't know why I kept asking. He's that. like a door or a fridge or a bear. He's <laughs> a massive, massive blow. My first alterca altercation, my first interaction with Bully Ray was walking down the corridor when he did that thing which I can't do with my mouth, where you know when you could try and get a dog to like sort of sit down and I can't do it. That's I, can't do, I can't really do he that. He did that to was me. It loud, though, and I was just probably. like, he's looking down from a great height, just going. What'd you say? Hello? Like I was a little dog. Saying hello? Just I never felt so emasculated in all my days. He was the wrestler with one of. He's one of the wrestlers with the hardest handshake I've ever. Because mm. the first time I met him, I went over and I was like, I've got to just, I've got to just do it. I've got to just go over and introduce myself. I was like, hello. And then he crushed my hand. And then the next day, he walked past and went, sup, kid? And I was like, <laughs> All right, I'm in his good books now, that's fine. Yeah, no, an intimidating man, but also, what I learned is he really put effort in. Mm. Attention to detail, which I'm sure we'll talk about, but he really cared. He wasn't just one of these imports you bring in and just wants a payday. Well, I mean, there was fair good reason for that because he was brought in of the, to be the muscle, or what, the, the <laughs> secondary muscle behind Adam of, of the Pachiti Club, yeah, of course. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, and the, the, very, the very ownership, the very the managership of the company was on the line, and Bully Ray was involved, obviously, in a handicap match where the tag team of himself... Uh, the Swords of Essex, to, well, they lost, didn't they, to the tag team of Matt Hardy, Broken Matt Hardy, and Martin Kirby oh, yes. in a no-DQ match. Adam Pacitti trying to, trying to change things as he was going along. The bit at the end where Kirby obviously gets the win, and then Adam's on his knees and he kicks him in the head. It's mm. all very good stuff. But Bully, that was the thing that brought me, uh, sort of, I caught on to quite early as well, because, you know, a fair few people just come over and do the match and then bugger off. But mm. Bully Ray was fully, like, invested in, like, why is this happening? How is this yeah. happening? What's happening after this happens? He was all about the story, wasn't he? Yeah. yeah, that's why we know who you are. Um, but <laughs> have, we, have you read all the? No, no, there's oh, still more to go. Yeah, thought you were going to put something in there. No, 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 carry on. Uh, he, 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 I've written, I've read that already. Uh, lost the lights out match to Drew Galloway, um, and that was for the title as well. While Drew was holding the championship, yes. and then of course he ended his stint in WCPW. He did a few more things. It was the match with Matt Hardy, wasn't yes. there? Where you got bitten on the neck. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, he left WCPW after murdering his former leader, his own biological adopted son, Adam Pacitti, through a table. Oh, fantastic! Which was her. Yeah, it was actually really good. Um, uh, another reason why I put Adam in the top tier, I think, was because of, he took that table. Bump. I should have mentioned that, shouldn't I? But, but I, I remember, mentioned that. I remember saying it to him. Oh, I did. You did. I remember saying it to him, like, oh, were you scared or whatever? And he was like, well, if you're going to get put through a table by anyone, the you master. wanted to be Bubba Ray Dudley, yeah. yeah. Um, uh, what else was it? Oh, yeah, Liverpool fan as well. <laughs> Just going to mention whenever someone's a Liverpool fan. Oh, yeah, because he, he came, came out, out in Manchester, Manchester yeah. with his Liverpool scarf. You know what that is? No, we need to do probably, don't we? <laughs> oh, yes, yes, it is. With the effect and everything on but screen. But he knew. He knew what he was doing. Um, I, I thought he was... He's one of the top two tiers for me. I think he's top tier. Yeah. In terms of what he did. Yeah. Monumental stint. He's calves as well. <laughs> Absolutely dazzling. <clears throat> Never seen such defined calves until Jack Grealish came along. Yeah. And Jack Grealish wasn't quite a thing yet in 2016, so there we go. <laughs> Cody Rhodes, we move on to now, of course, wins against Whoa. Doug Williams on his debut at Refuse to Load. I refuse to That song made me just want to punch holes in walls. It was that aggressive. <laughs> he loses against Connors in a title match. I should say Connors defends his title in a title mm. match against Cody. And then to Kurt Angle, a true legacy. 
Cody can't catch a break. He then wins the internet championship and goes on to uh, defend against the likes of Zack Sabre Jr., Ricochet, Liam Slater, all bangers of matches I remember way back in the day. He took part in the 30-man rumble mm -hmm. where Kirby became champion because Drew was going away. Cody stepped in to fill in for a replacement in the Royal Rumble match, which he didn't even have to do, wasn't no. booked for. Fair play to him. Yeah. He was just a pro in every in everything he was in, really, wasn't he? He was, I, but that's not the end of the part of history oh, because, of course, he won the internet, or lost the internet championship, sorry, I should say, in sensational circumstances yes. to Gabriel Kidd, giving Gabriel Kidd, I think, probably, maybe his first ever win in WCPW yes. after nearly a year. Oh, yeah. Of losing easily. matches and becoming so, uh, someone's uh, servant as well, of course. Mm. Uh, then he was doing stuff with the Prestige, uh, not with the, not in the Prestige, against the Prestige. Mm -hmm. Defeated Drew Galloway in his last match, despite him and Brandy going through the table, as we said earlier. It's a, especially the way, because he, he took the internet title around the world, didn't he? He was, he was like everything we've said about Bully Ray. He really cared and was, to a surprising degree, I remember being so shocked that he was so willing to like yeah. do everything. This was, of course, in the in his like list period when he was he left WWE. He was going around all these different indie things he wanted to do, but we weren't on his. We weren't one of the the, the cool dream things that wrestlers want to do, like PWG or Ring of Honor or whatever. And he still gave his absolute all. Yeah, and I and I can't fault that yeah. one little bit. Top tier. A bit horrible to me, but it's fine. Why? Why he just always was like just always laughed at me and that didn't he? always put little ribbingtons on me like when he at the end of the show when he was saying bye to everyone he'd always introduce himself to me as if it was the first time we met. There's good reason for that though. What's that? And we'll get onto that a bit later on when we speak about a certain uh, Olympic. There was gold nothing medalist. I did wrong. I don't <laughs> right, anyway. medalist. We'll speak about that later. Oh, we put him top tier. Top tier, gotta be. I was just joking. Cody's a great. He's he's the best. Um, so we'll we'll put him top. Yeah. <laughs> Next up, we have Mr. Brexit, Doug Williams. <laughs> Mr. Brexit. I forgot about Mr. Which was Brexit. A brilliant gimmick for the time in back in 2016 gimmick. when the big old voting uh -huh. was going on about Brexit and whatnot. He lost to Aaron Stevens, of course, in the number one contendership match uh, for Big Demos Championship. Then he ended. Which is this something I forgot about? He ended Noam Dar's WCPW career by beating him in a match. Yes, the match. I remember that match because the stipulation was if Dar loses, he retires, but if he wins, he gets. Gets Doug's wages for a year. Wow! Because I remember the I remember the the ring announcements at the start of the match, and they were going through the stipulations. They were like, if Noam wins, he gets Doug's earnings for the next quarter or whatever. And I remember Dar going like, yeah. <laughs> and I was thinking he doesn't seem that nervous considering he'll be out if. Anyway, he didn't care. Anyway, <laughs> uh, he lost lots of matches because that was his role. He did lots of stuff behind the scenes, we should say. As he well, lot of like Williams, road yeah. agenty stuff, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But while he was in the ring, we're speaking about here, of course, on this KFAB tier mm. list. Mm. He lost lots of matches, the likes of Cody, Hendry, including a loss in a European rules match. I don't know if I was there for that. I can't remember that one at all, but oh. it sounds really, really boring. He <laughs> <laughs> overcame, of course, we should mention this as well, a horrible spot in the match mm. with Stevens where he jumped oh. off the top rope and landed on his head. Yeah. Off the top rope, yet still continued to wrestle the match was, was unbelievable. That was and scary, yeah. All the credit in the world to him. Mm. He was always very entertaining when he was on screen. Oh, always yeah. fulfilled his role very well. I remember, was it in the, uh, the Kurt Angle Invitational Battle Royal? I think where so. Where he was sat ringside with the paper? He didn't get in the ring at first. He just sat around the paper. And you know what? He was sat right in front of the guardrail, and do you know who started having a word with him over his shoulder? Fraser Porter. Yeah. Fraser Porter. Yeah, the biggest WCPW fan ever. Oh, yeah. He started going, ee! When I told him I was doing this tier list today, Fraser. Is that much of a <laughs> he fan? He started going, ee! Yeah, massively excited. I know you hate him, but you know. I don't it's hate nice, nice to see the young kid being happy, yeah. Um, so, Doug Williams, where we're we going? Uh, lovely, all right. I'd say all right. All right. Yeah. Cool. Yeah. 
Yeah, looking at the people who are already in all right, he's got to be in all right. He fulfilled his role, but he his did. role was never that big, was it? But in terms of, if we were doing a secondary tier list in terms of their overall contribution, contribution it would be a lot yeah, higher, yeah, of course. course. Yeah. Uh, Drew Galloway, who of course defeated Mr. Brexit in his WCPW debut and Whoa. stacked. He took part in the Kurt Angle Invitational, but of course didn't win. He lost that match against Connors with the title on the line where Connors did the old, <laughs> what did he call it back then? Don't look down? Is that not Pete Dunne's? Oh, that's the bitter end. Yeah, I think it was the Dunne Down. Yeah, yeah, he did the, the old DD, Hammerlock DDT. But Drew thing. was far too big and far too oh, long man. and landed on his neck. And it did build up. It was literally two months later, which I can't believe it was that short of a time period that passed. Uh, the return in London where the lights came on and Drew was there and Connors was on, mm. on the ramp being all Gollum like with his mm. title. And Drew's just like, You're F U C K E D. It was. Oh, the the reception he got then was class. I noticed that he did the same angle in ICW as well, like the same sort of promo and stuff. But I'm not going to hold that against him because both receptions were really good. Yeah. Um, lovely guy. Yeah, but you're a nice guy. Really humble. Yeah. I know we're saying this about everyone. Oh, what a lovely person. Yeah, but you get works. a certain pers- like uh, perception of people. That's what we're looking for. Perception of people when they've made it to that level. Yeah. And then they're coming down to WCPW. Yeah. And you're thinking, oh, they're just here for the money, aren't they? But no, they really did get invested. And they really did. They had no right to be nice to us. We had, we had no business being there. Uh, we were just there because of circumstances. Yeah. He was still very nice to us. So. He was class. And, and, he, and he had um, a whole variety of different types of matches, I seem to remember as well. Yeah, all sorts of stuff. He won the championship, of course, in a blue bar steel cage. Ah, oh, yes. And uh, a triple threat match with Connors and Hendry. The finish of that match was done perfectly with Hendry and uh, Galloway dropping to the floor at the same time. But Galloway clearly hit first, therefore he won the title. Hmm. Excuse me. He defended it against Bully Ray in an ODQ match, as we mentioned earlier. Uh, Hendry a couple of times, including the one where Kirby was the special ref for True Destiny. Mm. I hate that theme tune. That so one much. wasn't one of my favourites, no. Oh, man, it used to play after every single video, so you had no choice but Destiny. to hear the first bit. Destiny. Uh-huh. Uh, Will Ospreay and uh, Galloway had a fantastic match. What Exit match? wounds with Matt Stryker. I thought he knocked out the park on commentary for that match there. Oh, yeah. What are you doing, kid? Yeah. You had the text to win and you're dead. I'm doing Jim is Ross that while, Is that while <laughs> Drew's spinning him round in yeah. the DDT? Oh, yes. Uh, is that when Ospreay was dressed as, like, Hitman for some reason? But his trousers didn't turn up. <laughs> Is that what actually happened? I think it was. I thought that was just part of the look. I'm sure someone came up to me and was like, can you go and get him some trousers? And then apparently Osprey was just like, oh, it's fine, doesn't matter. All right, fair enough. Yeah, but uh, uh, there we go. Uh, Rampage, it's state wait, of a sorry, minute. after that Osprey match, Drew was, I remember walking past him backstage and he was absolutely buzzing because I think it was it was his first proper barn burner since he came back from his injury. And I remember yeah. him being like, like he just scored a goal. He was like, Ugh. I was yeah. like, wow. It must feel good when you do something oh, like yeah. that and get everyone going out there, going mm. radio rental. And mm. uh, then we go to state of emergency in Orlando, uh, where Drew, Ma- uh, sorry, Drew Galloway defeated Rampage to retain his WCPW championship, and then nothing happened. Until okay, yeah. we went to NXT TakeOver Orlando that very evening, that same <laughs> evening of State of Emergency. And I was there, I was sat next to you and Adam. Yeah. And uh, we looked at the big screen and there was the it WCPW was champion, Drew like, Galloway. It's our champion on, on TakeOver. <laughs> and it, the, was a funny, it was funny. To the be crazy thing was, he didn't tell a soul. I was sat in that locker room, right, talking to Drew Galloway about how hot it was for... 20 minutes or so he had his like documentary guy with him I yeah, forget yeah, his yeah, name yeah. sorry for forgetting his name but he no mention of anything to anybody and then he just rocks up a takeover obviously keeping you know oh, of brother in that, I can't blame him yeah there he was he went off to, to, to and to you know NXT. he didn't just vacate the belt he no. actually dropped it as well so. he came back yeah and he did a couple of things he did a couple of matches upon coming back but mm. he lost the championship as part of that big rumble where Kirby finally hit the Zoyberg yes. elbow and got the big one but again it's much like Cody really got invested in oh, everything yeah. we, we were doing 
doing back then, but uh, you see what we were doing. I wasn't really involved. WCPW was doing, but uh, there we go. He's top tier. Yeah. Oh yeah, he's definitely top tier. I'll put him. I can't put him. I'll put Adam at the we'll back. We'll do that at the end. We'll do. I know, but I, yeah, you're right. I'm just gonna make sure Adam's at the back because it looks really bad. I wish I'd done Adam last. Now is that visual of him being above all those looking down on that picture as well? Yeah, I've done a wrong thing there. Anyway, speaking from wrong to right, we now go to El Hijo de Dos Caras. Ross, now some people. You said that people who didn't really have storylines weren't going to be on this list. True Destiny, he loses to Drago, but then unloaded, he and Drago come together to become a tag team where they lose a match to to Hoover to Guerrera and Ray Phoenix. It was do, do, you, do you hear that sentence? There? Uh, yeah, it was mad. Yeah, to Hoover to Guerrera and Ray Phoenix in a dark match before a pay per view, right? And on one side of the ring, as you do at wrestling shows, there's a commentary table with all sorts of electronics. There was a computer, yep. a couple of monitors. Uh, but this is obviously the dark match where no commentary was taking place. Before the match, all four lads, you got um, Drago. Am I saying that right? Is it Drago or Drago? I'm not, I've always said Drago. But Drago, I'm sure. whatever. Yeah. El, you got Drago, El Hijo de Dos Caras. Uh, you got Huvatu Guerrera and Ray Phoenix, that one from AEW. And they're all told, stay away from that big computer there, that big desk. Yeah, those monitors. Don't go, don't Just do stay away from there. Table, yeah. We've got a big, long pay-per-view to do. We you can't have anything happen at that stuff before we go on Do the what air. you want. Have a great match. Have a great time. But just just stay away from the announce table, yeah? But the reason <laughs> El Hijo de Dos Caras has been spoken about today in this video is because he wrote his name into professional wrestling folklore. Because for some reason, he either went over the top rope, he went through the ropes for an old tope suicida, but he went straight clattering into the table and almost ended no regrets before no regrets went on the <laughs> it air. It was so funny. Everyone though. was full of regrets. It was so funny, though. I was gonna, and he's not, when you hear that he's a luchador, if you've never seen him, he's not one he's of these massive. little nippy lads. He's a big lad. He's a big, chunky boy. Crashing into our tech equipment <laughs> so for that he's got to go above Cody Rhodes in the best tier no he's got to get in the pit <laughs> Gabriel Kidd we now move on to why did we put him on this list just for that story oh man it's a brilliant story I think it's <laughs> yeah, fantastic Gabriel Kidd of course started off life in WCPW as a massive dirty loser he was a loser he was a loser so he was he lost all of his matches yeah. and he was a servant to Prince Amin and Prince Amin made him wear King Ross t-shirts yes. that made him even more of a loser he then lost some more lost some more again but he did have impressive outings in defeat against the likes of Zack Sabre Jr and then there was a four way ladder match where Osprey made a he re, it was last minute replacement wasn't he oh my word and he when was he amazing brought up in one that, ladder yeah. and Oscutted him off the ladder yeah. yes the Gabriel Kidd was a big part of that match as well so yeah. there were some stand up performances while he was getting the big L's in the, in the, in the lost column uh, he, he, got the, some new, he got some new theme music he did because his original theme music was god awful oh my god it's it like the worst theme I've ever heard yeah. yeah it was like a monotone yeah. like horrible ringtone wasn't it yeah. uh, he then joined the Bullet Club <laughs> <laughs> but they lost to the Prestige because of course they did the they Prestige were prestigious they kicked him out after yeah oh. but he's the first ever British member isn't he at the Bullet Club I believe so and that was that was a really nice moment genuinely because it was in his hometown of Nottingham mm. and uh, I think they needed one more member and they, they were like we, someone dropped out or something and they were like who do we put in and I remember the decision was made backstage Give it to Gabe. He's from Nottingham. The hometown hero. Get him in. But then things turned around very quickly because out of nowhere, just about Gabriel Kidd pins Cody Rhodes to become the internet champion in a triple threat match that also involved uh, Joe Hendry. Was that, that was at No Regrets, wasn't it, that one? Or was yeah. it somewhere else? No, it was at the big No Regrets one, I think. And then he defends that against like Zack Sabre Jr., Zach Gibson, Shaw Samuels, before he eventually goes on to lose the title to, Zab uh, to Zack Sabre Jr. After a four-month reign, I think it's got to go towards the Toppington. I was going to say lovely. Because it's one of the better slow burn stories we did. Was it on purpose though? Oh, I don't know. Obviously, at the end it was, but did they set off at the start thing? I and think there's the angle. For me, there. it's a classic Hangman esque 
uh, case of the chase being more exciting than the aftermath. Once he'd won the belt, I wasn't too invested personally, just in his, nothing to do with Gabe's performances, which were great. Um, like B Priestley, he was one of the more improved over the course of, yeah. of the whole thing. And now he's like fantastic and ho hopefully he's doing all right and everything. Yeah, yeah. But um, yeah, I think, I think it's lovely for me just because of the, the last few months. I'll go away. I'll go with that. You sure? Yeah, buddy. <laughs> <laughs> now we move on to HT Drake, ring builder. Prospect legend. Yeah. I started off life with consecutive losses before beating Drake. I've written down here. Oh. What sort of a monumental I tosser beat. am I? We'll never know who he beat. No idea who he beat. No. Should I have a quick look while you speak about Drake? You got a Drake story you could tell while I I've not got any particular stories about Drake. Just want to put him over, Ross. Just want to let everyone know what a guy he is. You know what we should plug? The what? triple jump video because he had a star and role in that. He did. He uh, he taught. Check out our sister channel, Triple Jump. Who do video gaming content? Uh, they went to learn to wrestle because they do this thing called Prove It, where they play a game and then they try and do that in real life. They were doing a wrestling game. They went to uh, Drake's wrestling school, Northern Grafter, which Ben accidentally called Northern Grifter. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, Drake taught him how to wrestle. And you know what? It's really good. He nearly dies. But he's fine. Oh, God, I asked him. He murdered him. Brian Buster. Brian Buster. <laughs> anyway. No, you'll there's a crash, man. You'll never guess who, after we've just spoken about uh, Drake Beat. Go on. Oh, Gabriel. my God. Gabriel Kidd? Oh, Gabriel Kidd. I Not Ashton, gonna, no. I thought you were going to say Jay Lethal, because he was um, feuding with him at the start, but no. Oh, yeah. And then stuff with, uh, with uh, Jay Lethal as well. Then he joined Prospect, became a luchador. And, uh, was it Lost Perspectiva? Or yeah, lost, lost. Well, no, it was lost perspective, but I remember complaining saying, no, nah, it should be lost prospectiva. Yeah. Or lost prospective us, I was yeah. saying. Because I did GCSE Spanish, right? And they said, no, nah, shut up, Jack, it's lost perspective. And I was like, <laughs> well, maybe this is why I'm not in the booking meetings anymore, I suppose. Because yeah, yeah. yeah. you were being logical. Yeah. Um, then he had <laughs> just lots of matches with people where he was just putting people over and make them look as good as possible. Took part in the big Rumble match where Kirby won, of course. Then he had that little feud with Angelico that we spoke about mm -hmm. earlier. But. This is one that's sort of like Doug Williams and Wherefore, judging this on like overall contribution to the, 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 the promotion. Yeah. He'd be straight near the top, but in terms of what he did in the ring, he's a bit like Bad Bones, isn't he? Had a role, fulfilled his role very, yeah. very well. Yeah, I, I think that's true. I, I, I just can't really emphasise how much he did. Yeah. And it's a shame that like he never really... Apparently, and I'm not, I'm not too familiar with what went on in Defiant, but I was listening to his episode of Desert Island Graps with Tom, and he mentioned that Defiant ended just when he was getting his first push oh. I was like oh man um, well, that's life I know but, <laughs> but no uh, I don't know how to where to put him because in, compared to like on camera what he did off camera was so massive but we're not doing that no, that's not, not the point of this. I think I think similar to bad boys do you think it's fair right. fair enough then oh, you look at the people in that tier he had a sort of similar Go on then. In yeah. the ring, this is, of yeah, course. Fair. Then we go on to Joe Hendry. Local hero. Started off as a local hero, of course, making songs about fools who had no comeback. Take that. Blah, 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 blah. Don't know why I've said that like that. Yeah. There we go. Uh, lost the number one contenders match against Demo be before the first champion was uh, crowned. Then he had a short-lived tag team with... Joseph Connors producing some very funny vignettes and Joseph Connors we all know where that one went that was we? Sam Driver's finest work that, <laughs> that, that titantron for that song yeah that um, then we had the little feud with Prospect which culminated with Team Hendry which was Connors Hendry and who? Grado Grado defeating Prospect wow uh, takes the fall in the match where Connors becomes champion because of the stuff with and Joseph Connors in the early weeks of the promotion it made sense that Connors would snap like he did and just twat him a hundred times with the chair it was good storytelling you know I thought made that storytelling that storyline better was the was you the fans 
because if you look on the comments of like the music video and the the trod and their entrance when he's like, I've got a new thing for you, Joseph Connors. The the fans are like the fans, the viewers of that video are all in the comments saying like, yeah, I, I like the sentence, but I feel like Connors was taking it a little bit too much of the limelight. They're all getting on board with it, which really helped as well. Uh, yeah, so Connors obviously pins Henry to become the champion after just losing his bananas yeah. on him. Uh, then he wins the Kurt Angle. This is Joe Henry we're speaking about now. He wins the Kurt Angle Invitational. Oh, I was scared watching that match because we knew we wanted Henry to win it and he was doing lots of teasy Oh, I'm going to get eliminated. Yes, and I thought, oh, there's a lot of baby oil on those ropes, but yeah. he was fine. Because EC3 was in the match. Then we go on yeah. to refuse to lose! Go on. Uh, where he loses to Kurt Angle. Is that your favourite of all the pay-per-views? Oh, man, it's, what a song that is. <laughs> Wait, no, it's the Adam Pacitti's theme. Yeah, his theme. Never fails to make me smile because Are he just you ready? fit his character so well. Boom. He comes out in his brown trousers and his get up, sweatshirt get up. like yeah. an old man. Yeah. Um, and he loses the title shot uh, to Connors at True Legacy. He's, he's, he's the man who nearly could at this stage mm. as Joe Hendry as the local hero. He loses again just by that much in the, in the blue bar steel cage where Galloway becomes the champion. Then he cuts about a, a promo about people don't respect him, uh, him and the sport. And this is an exit wounds, this and the prestige of Formed. We don't do this for the money. We don't do this for the fame. We do this for, for the, the prestige. prestige. Oh, yeah, it was that one. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> he had a good theme tune for that as well, didn't he? Yes, prestige. What a voice on him. You've got to give it up to him. It's sick how some people have everything in life. He's good at lots of things, aren't he? We're after the races now. Ugly, though. It's fine. Small dick. Then we're after the races now with Joe Hendry and WCPW because he wins the championship by stopping Kirby one day after Kirby won that Battle Royal. That was contentious. Yeah, yeah, I guess so. But should they have stopped the match, Ross? Should well, that's that's the question the fans are all asking. I mean, the referee's job is to keep the people safe. Isn't You're it? right. That and is very. He true. had to wave it that off because Kirby was about to get killed uh, mm. by Joe Henry in a chair. He was sort of wrapped up in the ropes, wasn't he? Mm, yes. He's about to die. I think so. Um, and then he defeated Jack Swagger in Newcastle With upon time. Double ankle a lock. Double ankle lock. Yeah. yeah. Not just one ankle. Two. Of the them. crowd were quite burnt out from Prince Amin versus Brandy Rhodes at that point. Obviously. So, yeah. um, and then we just get yeah. The end of the Pro Wrestling World Cup was obviously ruined by Joe Henry and the Prestige because they battered the. Trophy. They smashed up the trophy. I can't believe they would yeah. do that, eh? I know. Send Marcel's. What's wrong with them, eh? And then we're sort of that's it for the WCPW portion, I think. Yeah, but it's uh, top tier. Top tier. I've got to put him top tier. It's Joe Hendry. It's Joe Hendry. Uh, he was the first time that I ever saw a wrestler because because he was like one of the early ones who came to the office, like him, Demo, and Rampage. And he was uh, the first one who I saw because Demo was a bit more of a silent character. But Henry cut a promo in the office, and I remember seeing him just turn it on. Yeah. And I was like, it was like I was with The Rock. I was like, hang on, <laughs> wrestlers do this. Like seeing it like a close up in person was a really weird experience. Yeah, yeah. and I, uh, many people have told me I did my best work with Joe Henry on camera nice. when he used to pick me up and show my ass. For a fall away slam, I remember. Yeah. yeah, that was good. What a strong man. And I say a strong man because I was like. I, said, I remember saying to him, such a stupid thing in hindsight, but I was like, I always think a full Nelson never looks like it hurts. Oh, no. And he was like, oh, really? <laughs> and, he was like, well, and he barely went, huh, with the lock. And I was like, oh, my God, I'm about to have my shoulders ripped off. But there we go. Joe Hendry, top tier, yeah, and deservedly yeah. so. War machine rules are safe and fun, despite both men weighing one metric ton. Do you know what it is? There's only one rule in war machine rules. <laughs> Wait, hang on. What, is, what was the thing? War machine rules are safe and fun. That's not what it despite was. Despite both men weighing one metric ton. It was war machine rules. There's only one rule in war machine rules, and that is 
There are no rules. It took ages to get there, but we're finally there. There are no rules. <laughs> they um, had, they had, oh, go on, yeah. No, yeah. go on, what were you going to say? They had a series of non-DQ matches. They did. No DQ matches. Massive no-DQ matches. It was horrible. I say horrible to watch, but in the, in the nicest possible way. If you like violence, you like War Machine back in the day. Oh, yeah. These Viking Raiders, right? Yeah. Makes you sick to see them if you knew what War Machine were all about back in the day. Yeah. But you're thinking to yourself, Ross, they were just over for a couple of appearances, weren't they? Oh, no, no, dear viewer. These were the bloody champions for a while. Yes. They defeated the Kings of the North, Slater and Moose. Mm. They were a tag team for a while. Lethal and Mark Briscoe, Lucky Kid and Tarkan Aslan. What? And on top Don't of that... Don't laugh at Lucky Kid and Tarkan. Don't shove them in there as a joke. <laughs> Those German lads were lovely lads and I really enjoyed them. They I were never class. met them. Oh, they were, they were, they, that's why I'm so annoyed because they were great backstage. I thought they were lovely, lovely lads. And on top of all those tag teams that they beat, they beat the Young Bucks. Of course, they took the tag team championships off the Swords of Essex. Mm. Uh, the injury angle in the... Well, it's not even an angle, was it? Someone got legitimately messed up, but the match was still absolutely oh, fantastic. Yeah. And then they just went on this tear of all these matches before they eventually lost the titles after three months. Yeah, it was it was really good. Yeah, really I, good. I think I remember then though it was really good. I'm not trying to put a damper on it, but then in NXT, I remember watching them having these arguable five star matches in in the tag division, it opening the show and stuff. And I remember thinking, Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. How to get 30, 30, to get 30, to get 20, 20, 20, to get 20, 20, to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month? So Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Life is full of awesome what ifs and some not so much, like unexpected medical costs. That's why United Healthcare provides Health Protector Guard fixed indemnity insurance plans to supplement your primary plan and help manage out of pocket costs. Learn more at uh1.com. Well, why didn't we ever have any normal matches with them? Because <laughs> the normal matches. I'll were tell even you better. why, Jack, because no, more machine no. rules are no. safe and fun. Despite both men weighing one metric ton. I'm thinking lovely, lovely, lovely. Yeah, I'll go there. Yeah. Just because of lo- length. The long <laughs> <laughs> All right. The length of their stay in the promotion. Oh, yes. I think that's what keeps them out if of the top tier. If they've been around from the start, then they're looking at top tier, possibly. There's not, oh, well, we've we'll put Bully Ray in the top, haven't we? Yeah, we've we'll put but Bully Ray in the top. But he was in the angle when no, the, com- he was the very fate of the company was he in was his hands. He was in huge angles, yeah, yeah. Uh, Johnny Moss, we're going to move on to now, who Johnny obviously Moss. a lot of people will know for his time in WCPW for the tag team. Coaching with Tyson Fury. Sorry, I've what? skipped way ahead there. Oh, coach yeah, he did the theory, theory. Yeah, yeah. He is a coach now, he's a coach trainer. at the Performance Centre. Yeah, yeah. Uh, he fell off a boat, or was it a, a, a jet ski, very recently on Finn Balor's Twitter, I saw. Did he? They have lots of fun, oh, the lads do. Uh, but obviously, back in the day in WCPW, he was in a tag team with Liam Slater. Yes. <laughs> he's the even... veteran and the upstart. The big man and the little man. How can they coexist? But they did coexist. They, they did. did. They, they complimented each other very, very well indeed. In the tag team mixer at the start of the company, having big matches against Prospect, uh, their luchador, uh, the Prospect 
luchador cousins, Mustache Mountain and the like way back in the early days of WCPW. Mm. Then, of course, the WCPW had the tag team tournament with the, 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 the brand new, wonderfully designed, by the way. I thought those straps were lovely. Yeah. The, 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 they were... Basically, the, the white belts. Yeah, the white belts oh, were the gold plates. Gorgeous belts. Very nice yeah, indeed. Um, and of course, uh, they won. They won, so they did and became the first ever they did. champions of they the did. tag team division and in I WCPW. Thought were, I thought they were good in that role as well, really good. Yeah. Um, you didn't expect it, did you? Because you're thinking, oh, who the hell are these? <laughs> eh? Well, I, I, was, I think we were hoping that a lot of veteran live wrestling fans in the UK would have... Because Johnny Moss had been around forever. Yeah. And then Liam was an up-and-comer. He'd, he'd had a back... Well, we'll talk about Liam in a second anyway, so yeah. I'll leave that. But um, no, it was really good. Uh, they were a crucial part of that ladder match that we talked about with the, the big Oz cutter off the ladder yeah. as well. Very good Which stuff. Which where Moss got injured, by the way. He had to go with that one a bit early after he got... He got knocked over the top rope via a ladder shot and got his arm like caught on the ropes. You know I can never was? work out if it was real or not. I know the answer. Is it real? It wasn't real. Oh my and god! And I know this because, well, first of all, it kind of fed into the story of the match because Slater had the. Well, I was sat with our physio watching the match from the stands, and then I went to her because she wasn't. She was like talking to someone else. I was like, "Hang on, Moss is injured." I saw him like on the ramp, like, "Oh," and then she was like, "Oh no," and ran off. And then after she'd gone. I saw Liam go over to him and, and he was giving him the whole like Lion King speech or whatever, like being like, you've got to do this now on your own. <laughs> and I thought, it's a work. Oh. And then she came back up and called me an idiot and went, it was a work. And I was like, I guess you it was You made everyone all that way. I know, I know. You are so. Never mind. Um, but after 74 days, they lost the tag team championships in that fatal four-way with the injury angle that we mm. now know isn't, wasn't even real. There are two singles matches for Johnny Moss and WCPW. The first was against Trent Seven Unloaded in that tiny little room in Northumbria University. Yes. Remember? And they just chopped the bejesus out of each other. Yes, that was, was a great yeah, watch. That was fantastic. And the second was it, refuse to lose! I refuse to lose. Well, he lost to his tag team partner. Trying to work out if that's hurting you there. Oh, well, I'm hard as hell, oh, right, uh, He lost to Liam Slater at, at Refuse to Lose 2017. Johnny Moss yeah. lost to Liam Slater. But I think Refuse to Lose is where they, they brought in Stu Bennett, didn't they? And, Fair this is after we were gone, but I thought I'd throw it in there. Fair because, enough. Yeah, you know what I mean. Yeah. Um, so, Johnny Moss. Johnny Moss is lovely, lovely, lovely for me. Yeah. Yes. And, and one of the best hot tags in WCPW. When Slater made that tag to him, oh, lads were going to get chucked around, Ross. And there was topes over the top rope. Oh, God, he could do that as well. Right. Oh, is that yeah. a tope? I always get mixed I'm up with sure. topes. Which one are you describing here? Two, two hands on the top rope. Oh, feet over your head. Wee. Oh, I'm not sure. Is that Toby Conhello? I'm not Toby sure. Toby Conhello. I don't know. <laughs> Liam Slater now. Uh, just remember all the things I've just said about Johnny Moss there in the tag team. But also on top of that, he had singles matches. Uh, lost to Tyler Bate in what was a great little great technical match. match. Uh, defeated Zack Sabre Jr. Unloaded, so he did. Yep. Uh, they lost to Cody with the Internet Championship on the line. And of course, uh -huh. the win over uh, Johnny Moss. It refused to lose. I remember, uh, remember a charming bit of the end of that match with Cody Rhodes. Do you? Cody at the end is doing the gracious winner thing. He's like, give it up for this guy. Goes over and gives him the slow offer of a wrestling handshake. Liam Slater goes, no, too sweet. Me. <laughs> <laughs> so cool. Fantastic. I hope it wasn't planned. I hope he just tried to make him laugh. Um, Liam Slater is a fantastic underrated wrestler in the UK. So oh, he's yeah. now getting his due because he's doing fantastic things in North Wrestling as well. I see him bloody on Twitter all the time. He gives it his all. He yeah. really does. Uh, I'm a big fan of Liam's. I think he's fantastic. Yeah. yeah. 
He was like, obviously we say they complement each other very well because Moss was just the muscle, but then Liam would do all these like world of sport little origami with humans. Yes. So I reckon a similar level. Got to be on it. I think so as well. I agree. If you had to put one above the other in that lovely, lovely tier, who are you putting above? Just for just for those singles matches, I'll put Liam ahead because he had the one with Tyler Bate. I'd forgotten until you mentioned there. It was like a world of sport match, like an eighties UK style. Yeah, yeah, very good. Joseph Connors. Uh, top tier. It's oh, top sorry. Tier. I've, I don't know why I've no, already. Go for do it. You why not? Do you no, recap it's on top him? tier. You've just seen that. He's one of the W. He's one of the face. One of the four pillars of WCW. <laughs> the four heavenly pillars. <laughs> he yeah. went from being the butt of the joke to Gollum with the title in very quick order, indeed. Mm. Of course, he won because that was a, the brilliant thing with the, the storytelling between him and Hendry and 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 Connor snapping with the chair. But also, it was the shock of it because you're looking at that four. You got Connors. You got Hendry. You got Rampage. You got Demo. Not many people are picking. He Connors, would have been it. my last pick. Had I not been privy to the booking decisions, yeah. yeah. Uh, Defences against the likes of Galloway, where we mentioned with the horrible injury, uh, Martin Kirby, Cody Rhodes, Joe Hendry, and of course he loses the title in the blue bar cage, where Galloway picks it up, fails to regain it in a three-way with Galloway and Hendry once again, but then he sort of goes away because there was a weird trend at the start of WCPW, and I really, I personally believe it was circumstantial. I don't think it was by design at all. Where WWE NXT UK kept signing every single champion in the early stages. Yeah, remember, I. Do you think it was on purpose? No, no, not at all. Oh, you think it was accidental? Circumstantial. Sorry, yes, yeah. circumstantial, right, okay. But just people, a did, people did talk about it, though, didn't they, in the comments and thought, I yeah. that, yeah. Anyway. In the bubble, aren't we? Uh, but then he makes the big return. Uh, I think they just landed a, a little favour, didn't they? Just said, oh, we're struggling a bit here. We need a semi... Well, no, not a semi fight. Yeah, we just need a, a UK representative that, in the Pro Wrestling World That Club. return was one of my favourite pops in all of WCPW history. In terms of cultaholic canon pops, if that makes any sense, which oh, yeah. one was it most similar to? A Bobby Lashley pop? A it, Linda McMahon it pop? It felt a bit more urgent than a Bobby Lashley pop, because isn't the Bobby Lashley pop where Whoa. it's like, Whoa! Um, but, but Lashley wasn't coming out to fight, was he? He was mm. just kind of sauntering his way to the ring, whereas Connors was there to batter folk. Yeah. So I don't know what kind of pop it was. Yeah, the Linda McMahon pop. We'll go Linda McMahon. There's Linda McMahon pop. Linda McMahon and Joseph Connors, two peas in a pod. Yeah. We got the semi-finals of the World Cup, so we did Joseph One Connors. One more day. <laughs> For losing to Kushida. I remember the angle they did on the, on the, on the little concert stage at the Macmillan event Yes, thing. in Nottingham. I was there. I saw it live. Um, was your heart beating? Yeah, it was. It was. It was right. Okay, it wasn't the best part of their feud because Henry's there to introduce a band, right? But you'll never guess which band it is. Is it Henry's band? It's not. It's the band that played Joseph Connors' theme tune. Shattered Skies. Why would you do that, Joe? Is it Shattered Skies? Why? Yeah, it is Shattered Skies. Oh wow! They were lovely lads, by the way. How did um, I remember that? <laughs> you know what? I'm not a big metal boy, and they all laughed at me because I went, "Oh, you must be sleeping with sirens," which are like a huge metal band, apparently. Oh. And they went, "No, we wish, we wish." Where's Shattered Skies? I was like, "Sorry, Shattered Skies." The song's called 15 Minutes." If you want to hear it, by oh, Shattered Lord Skies. Day. So. um... Yeah, anyway, the, Henry's introducing them and he goes, ladies and gentlemen, shattered sky. And then he gets clocked from behind by Joseph Connors who beats him up. And in this room, there's obviously not many wrestling fans, let alone WCW. Oh, it's not an event that's got anything to do with wrestling. Mm. So it's just met with like confusion. Yeah. <laughs> and um, I was hoping people would be legitimately terrified, but everyone kind of just was like, oh. Shouldn't security get over there? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> and then as he's beating him up, the band kicks in and starts playing his thing. <laughs> Phenomenal. Just like New Jack. Oh, yeah. um, so where we've got Connors in the top. I'll put him in the top tier, yeah. Kaylee Ray we move on to now, of course, Amber Fire in NXT 2.0. Alba. 
Alba. Alba fire. What did I say? Amber. I Amber. Oh, that's well, I guess it's the colour, isn't it? <laughs> it lost the debut match to the champion B Priestley at the time, then lost to Viper. A chain reaction. Mm. There were some crap names, wasn't there, for some pay-per-views. She then beat Exit Viper. Wounds was my favourite one. <laughs> I remember me and Adam tried to sing chain reaction for a WTF intro and we couldn't do it. Well, wasn't Diana Ross? Props to Diana Ross because that's a tongue twister. Mm. No wonder she was miming at the Jubilee. Oh. Hey, hey I saw you, di- di- Diana. Oh. I'll, I'll take you. Uh, she then beat Viper at WCPW Fight Back Viper Fight Back with a dick in the ass I used to think that oh, sounded that song like, sounded like that, Fight Back with, with a, a dick, dick in the, in the ass. ass yeah it did yeah. <laughs> Built to Destroy <laughs> she then beats Viper who was standing in for B Priestley who was injured Viper of course way back in the day Dewdrop in case you don't know oh, in the WWE. she, she was, deserves better than Dewdrop I yeah, know she does she was B Priestley's like muscle her diesel uh, yeah, back she in was, the day she B was. was injured so Viper stepped in for her but then Kaylee Ray beat Viper to become the champion. Kaylee flipping Ray. Aye, she got, she got involved with her crutch, so, so she did there, the old B Priestley. Oh, uh, yeah. yeah. But uh, I don't know where we go with this one. I'm not sure because she was always popular, but she'd already made a name for herself in ICW. She was well known, but, but she wasn't as, as central a part, I don't think. As, as some others. But I think she probably deserves to be in all right. I'll go all right. Yeah. So if, if, if B Priest is in there, I think Kayleigh Ray being on a similar yes, level is that's fair, fair that's enough. Fair to say, yeah. Kurt Angle, who of course invented the Kurt Angle Invitational Rumble. He was sat there at home one night thinking, oh, I'd love to wrestle in the UK. Oh no, I don't have an opponent. Let me invent the Kurt Angle Invitational Rumble to get myself an opponent. <laughs> yeah, he invented that. He yeah. did, yes. And of course, at the at, at, uh, Refuse to Lose, he defeated Joe, uh, Joe Hendry in that match there. Then of course, he had two more matches in WCPW. One was against Cody Rhodes, a True Legacy, where he won, of course, in a match yes. with Cartwheels. Yes. And then the other one was against Alberto El Patron. Oh, it's Destiny! Yeah. Angle versus Cody won match of the year. Did it? For our promotion. Oh, the one with the cage. Yes. No, they, that was in a different promotion. Oh, was it? They won the Cartwheels. Oh, right, the, the actual the WCPW The awards. WCPW one won the, our own internal fan vote I thought you award. meant like a big thing. I was aghast because I thought one of the WCPW originals was going to win that award. And um, Angle, w- and, and they had that match, Angle and Cody, and that won the award. And I thought, that's just because two massive names. And everyone, match. everyone had a good time. It was a great match. Yeah. But I remember um, present- I had to go around filming promos backstage where I presented them with the trophies. But it was just the same trophy each time. <laughs> and, um, and then I, uh, Cody said in his promo, I think he was trying to make me laugh, he was like, I'll treasure this trophy forever. Blah, blah, blah. And then afterwards, obviously, just gives it straight back. <laughs> so I went over to him and gave it back to him in the locker room to try and par him off. And I don't know if he took kindly to it. Oh. Maybe we had, like, a feud. Maybe he did No, no, this really is the way we should me. mention why Cody Rhodes hates you, because there's ah. a certain, a certain uh, locker room happening with you and Kurt Angle. But Kurt Angle wasn't there. It wasn't, like, a fight or anything. Basically, Kurt I got Angle... Put in, I got put in an ankle. I got hit with a crossroads into an ankle lock. Yeah, so he did. Uh, but, no, Kurt Angle had a seat in a locker room which Jack sat in. And then when Kurt Angle came back in the locker room, Jack didn't stand up. I didn't know that was Kurt Angle's seat. I would have, if Kurt Angle had come over and gone, I won the Olympics with the broken freaking neck, can you move Kurt on? Angle, after wrestling for half an hour, oh, shut Cody, up, man. came in crippled, <laughs> no, his, no, no. his arm hanging off, his, he couldn't I stand up straight, didn't, yet Jack didn't stand up. I don't even up. remember the incident. I don't remember Kurt being in the room. Because you know, obviously, if a wrestler is exhausted in that, especially one who's been through as much as Kurt Angle, I'd like to think I would go, would you like my seat, Kurt? Uh, well, I don't think you do in well, practice. apparently I didn't, but I must have been like talking to someone or just not noticed. But what that story taught me, and then Cody made a joke of it on Twitter, and, and it was... It was funny, right? It was. <laughs> but why, 
It just showed me, it was an education, and how easy it is to get heat. If Cody had been an actual arsehole, he could have actually had heat with me then, couldn't he? Well, I thought it was the bit where he, like, dropped down curtain, give me 20, where things got a bit too much. What? Well, you like, Kurt, oh, get shit. down there, give me 20. <laughs> chop, chop, Kurt. You're my young boy. Kurt. You're my get young boy. Get my lion. luggage. I am Jack. Um, but where are we now? We've got that. Oh, I can't angle it. Um, <laughs> does he, does he, is he the best or is he lovely? I'd go lovely. I don't, think, I don't think he did, did as much as the likes of Cody who came over. Not quite as central as Cody, your bullies, your Cody's, your Drews. He was a but, proper, like, attraction. But he was a good one. Yeah. He was a good one. And I enjoyed his match with Henry especially. Yeah. That was great. Next up we have what, in my opinion, was the heart and the soul. Ross. WCPW. I've already put him in the top tier. Oh, my God. He's, he's jumped in early. He's straight away. Bonked early. <laughs> I don't know why. I do it every time, don't I? I always get dirty anyway. Yeah. Weird start of his WCPW <coughs> career, this unnamed man. by He had to lose. He, well, he lost a match and had to wear a dress because he lost that match. But then after that, we're off to the races uh, because he lost more matches. But then he had that shocking win over Will Ospreay in the O2 Academy in Newcastle upon Tyne, which I went radio rental for in the crowd because this was my favourite superstar in the early days of WCPW. And also, Will Ospreay made that 10 times better because he got on the ramp and could have promo about how underappreciated yeah, yeah. this man is yeah. and how good he is. It was like Rocky Four, Ross. I'll take your word for it because I've still not seen it. Where Rocky goes to Russia and fights Ivan Drago, right? So Osprey's Drago. No. Oh. Yes. Sorry. Osprey's Drago. Newcastle is Russia. Russia. Because everyone loves Osprey, right? And then Kirby's there. And he's Yorkshire, very proudly Yorkshire. Thirsk, North Thirsk. Yorkshire. And there's a small group, I've told this story before, there's a small group of fans from Yorkshire who are chanting for Kirby, but everyone else is like, let's go, Osprey. And slowly, as the match goes on, and he's kicking out of more and he's reversing stuff, because we all like him because he's funny, but it turns out Kirby's actually really good as well. <laughs> um, he's doing all this stuff, and, and then he wins. And by the time he's won, like in Rocky Four. He's, changed, he's made Russia into Americans. <laughs> they all love him. And Kirby made us all Yorkshiremen for one night only. There we go. Yes. That's a fitting description That's, there. I think, my favourite match in WCBW. Oh, history. yeah, big time. Yeah, it was close. Uh, refused to lose, but then go on to where, of course, he gets pushed off the rope by a lanky dickhead and then loses the match to Connors with the championship on the line. Yes. Then we go back to Osprey because we have a little series of matches, including that two out of three falls match, excuse me. I think I was in Nottingham, which I watched at ringside, but like on, on, the, on the ground level, from, from the, not the ring. Back of the room, yeah, on the yeah, floor, right, right, not at ringside, yeah, all yeah. Rossi dickhead. And Osprey's on the top rope. Sorry, Kirby's on the top rope. And Osprey goes for this Hurricane Rana off the top rope. And I thought they were going to die. Oh, really? You know when you see something in person for the first time, yeah. and just the, the, the sheer height of what they were doing, yeah. and the moves that, incredible stuff. And then we get on to, the, obviously, the two-on-three two, two on three match where he becomes the WCPW general manager. And all the good stuff that happened in the office that fun day. Yeah, we shot a lot of stuff. Yeah, we shot a lot of stuff We built day. an armchair out of pink magazines yeah. for him. That took a while. No one would buy them. <laughs> <laughs> Kirby Mania, of course, that was came a cruel laugh from me. <laughs> I was in that magazine. I've written so articles. That, yeah. Yeah. Oh. Uh, then we go to Kirby Mania, of course, the pay per view he put on because he was the general manager. Pink balloons and everything. Yes. In a really, really cold building in Liverpool. I can't believe how cold the that Liverpool was. Liverpool Olympia. Yeah. Freezing. Then of course, well, I've mentioned down here as well the karaoke. Fans in gloves and hats. Sorry, the karaoke. Yeah, yes. the karaoke where he took the show hostage basically and just <laughs> said, "Oh, I'm not going to go anywhere until we." What was it? Something to do, with Adam, obviously. But yeah, he, Adam wasn't gonna um, give him some sort of rematch, maybe or something like that. So he handcuffed himself to the ring post and took over the show. And I remember being backstage and saying, "What's going on at the minute in the ring?" And they were like, "Oh, it's Kirby doing his karaoke bit." And I was like, "Oh, I'll come back in like five minutes because I needed to like sort something out." And uh, five minutes passed, 
I, w- I was amazed how long that karaoke Living on a Prayer on I remember he did a fantastic rendition yeah, of yeah 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 I can't remember anything else but there we go and then he was in a seven man elimination match at Bulletproof another mm. <laughs> fantastic that was the Nottingham there. one uh, a couple mo- I think was it or was it Manchester maybe Manchester <laughs> Delete was Nottingham wasn't it oh, the Matt Hardy yeah, one fair. what are you like yeah, know, getting your yeah, WCPW yeah. show names wrong a couple more wins and the, uh, he wins the big one in that Royal Rumble match with the championship on the line finally hitting for, I think a Shootington for the first time ever in his career he'd always missed the Zoyberg elbow people roll out the way but finally hits it and wins the big one then of course as we mentioned earlier the next night he loses to Hendry um, via referee stoppage and mm. drops the title Um Loses again at Hendry Mania to Joe Hendry. I remember that Hendry Mania. I do remember Hendry Mania. I stopped going I wasn't by this there. point. Yeah. I wasn't at Hendry Mania, I don't uh, think. Then he wins a Kiss My Arse match as well. So a lot of stuff happened with Martin Kirby. Mm. Straight in the top. If I was deciding who was at the top of the top, I would put Martin Kirby there. Right, but that's yeah, up to you sense. at the end of the video. Find out who gets there in a little tickle. Next up, we move on to Matt Hardy, who I am shocked he came to WCPW after people like this person here <laughs> slandered yeah. the Delete Universe stuff yeah. on, t- on, on Impact back in the day. Eh? Oh, I was really immature and yeah. disgusted. I just didn't know how to have fun with what I was watching in wrestling. <laughs> he fought a kangaroo. What was not to like about fighting a kangaroo? In hindsight, yeah. Totally, but I don't know what I was thinking. I wish I was on that couch that day. <laughs> uh, the debut match was a delete WCPW, a name, uh, an event sorry, named after him where he lost to Bully Ray in just under eight minutes, which sounds really underwhelming when you've <laughs> thrown the people over there. Made the event after him. Yeah. Sounds a bit weird. He did He did win them all back after with a little help from me. God, you made him look so strong. I did. No, he um, bit my ear with the fake blood and that. And, and just, if I had a personal ranking, I'd always have him in the top tier because he was so nice, even after I'd been so critical of him. And... Um, yeah, I, I, but I don't know if he's topped because he was there for a short amount of time. He was, yeah, obviously. If we put Bully Ray, maybe we do need to put uh, Matt Hardy on top because he did some wonderful vignettes, I remember, with uh, Martin Kirby as well. He did a thing mm. for WTF moment as well where I got to hug him. What a personal highlight that was in what my a life. Privilege. Um, obviously, I mentioned that the promos with Kirby were, were wonderful as well. Who's in the match? The shape, the very future of the company. I uh, remember thinking when he was cutting those promos with Kirby. Is Martin a name that's crossed over to America? Because it sounded weird hearing Martin in an American. He used to say like Martin, didn't he? Oh yeah, no, he was doing his weird accents at the time. Martin, yeah. Um, But they were doing that on the streets of Newcastle in in the night. And there's revelers around him everywhere. That's world famous. That's Matt Hardy <laughs> from the Attitude Era there. I thought he'd get mobbed. The Mile Castle just down the road and he's screaming, Ah, Martin Kittle. It was fantastic. So I, w- I would put him in the top, me. You know? Go on then. If Go Bully on. Ray's in the top, let's move Bully Ray down with Matt Hardy. No, I, I think, think you're if you're right. putting Bully, no, you have I to put right. Matt Hardy at we'll the same level. There, yeah. Get in. <laughs> what are you doing, Moose? Yeah. Oh, is that who's next? I thought, I didn't know what you were. Oh. It's oh, the man who moose. ruined. The man oh. who ruined so many shows just by turning up. It's the man who lighted a fire between myself and Penny on Cultaholic's YouTube channel. It's the man who lost more than he won in WCPW. Hey, two wins and four wow. defeats. Um, the man who teamed with Liam Slater in a losing effort against War Machine for the Tag Team Championships. But most importantly, it's the man who ruined every single show he was at because everybody Moose. just did that all night long. Moose. For everything. For near falls, for the ref count of ten, for a count out. For everything, the Moose Chant, from the, you need to put him on later on in the show. Yeah. Otherwise, and not advertise him. Yeah, and not advertise him. <laughs> he did come out unadvertised once. He just turned up, didn't he? He, he was, was in the area he was, or something. I think he had a layover. He was flying back from somewhere and he was in Manchester for a couple of days. Mm-hmm. So he just came to our show, not in the crowd, like backstage, he wasn't yeah. just watching. And um, then I remember someone being like, do you want to? 
do a run-in at the end in the dark segment? He was like, yeah, all right. Yeah. And they went ballistic for him. <laughs> Moose. I reckon all right, mate, if I'm going to put Moose in the stadium. <laughs> After all that. After uh, all that, yeah. He only had six matches. He drank trillions dry, trillions <laughs> bar in Newcastle. <laughs> um, what a weird night that was. Uh, yeah. What else happened, Jack? I can't remember. Is there something? I don't know. I just just said for it was that a weird, night. Just said it was um, a weird yeah, night. Yeah, one of the because it was a, we had a show and then everyone and us and the fans and the wrestlers and everyone all went out in trillions after in Newcastle. She's like a metal bar, and um, but there was there was moose chance. I feel bad for anyone who was just there for a quiet night. <laughs> one. How'd you go to a metal bar for a quiet night? One fan at the bar challenged EC3 to a rest, a grapple. Mm. I thought that's a bad idea. Yeah. And he lost. Yeah, obviously. It was a weird one. That was a weird. Prince Amin was just milling about. <laughs> it was a great night though. That's weird. Is that it? Yep. Nixon I Newell. Honestly, God, it sounds dodgy. <laughs> I can't actually think of anything else that happened. Nixon Newell now, the Bret Hart of the women's division. I yes, would say. If she, if B's the Shawn Michaels, she's yeah. the Bret Hart. Yeah. Uh, the only few with B Priestley was mentioned earlier over the women's champion. She became the first ever women's champion because she is the best. I've written down here. Yeah, she was good. the best very, back then. I thought. Uh, ne- the next sizable feud she had was with Kimberly. Uh, a street fight with Melina is the special guest ref oh, there. Hi. Big bluff, I guess. Uh, and then we're back to B Priestley, where eventually she drops the, the the WCPW women's championship before jetting off to. The World Wrestling Federation. So it felt like she was there for ages, but she wasn't really. It does. I've noticed when we've been talking about this that the early few shows, up to maybe Refuse to Lose, from the start of it to Refuse to Lose, feels like a year. And then the rest of it also feels like a year. Mm. But that was only a few months. Yeah. So strange. Uh, anyway. Where's B? I reckon Nixon is on a similar level to B. I reckon B's been done hard I there. think we've done B a bit yeah, down there. Let's move there. her up there and let's put Nixon there as that well. That looks better. It's all a bit bittersweet how it ended with Nixon in uh, WWE, isn't it? But I do think at least she got to be in a Royal Rumble, do yeah. that sort of stuff. But she got to do stuff for Triple H. Yeah. Shawn Michaels. I'm just trying to look at positives there. I know, she deserved more in WWE. She needed more of a carrot, didn't she? Why not give they her a They never gave her one, yeah. No. Weird. West Country there. They never <laughs> gave her one. Pete Dunne, straight from the West Country. Loves tractors, so he does. He was dotted around what? in random... I don't know. <laughs> he was dotted around in random, starts at the start, random spots at the start of his WCPW career because people who were in positions of power back then clearly didn't realise what they had on their hands with Pete Dunne. Which is weird because we did a show... Where it must have been, what was the show we did where Press turned up? Was it the World Cup? Press turned up, like wrestling. Oh, God, yeah, would it be, yeah. The World Cup show. Had like a proper press conference. Because one of our colleagues in the office, but who didn't really know that much about wrestling, asked me, they were like, they were helping sort out like the scheduling. They were basically like the media coordinator person. And they were going, why, why, so apart from like Osprey and maybe like someone else we had, like another big name we had there, they've said Pete Dunne is the third most in high demand for these interviews. We're not really doing anything with him. Why? And I was like, I don't know why we're not doing anything with him. I didn't have an answer because I was like, I don't know, he's really good and he's getting very popular, yeah? Yeah. So it was strange. It was strange, but he eventually ended up in the Kurt Angle Invitational Rumble, which of course he didn't win. There was an entertaining five-way. I can't remember anything he did. I remember that five-way. Because remember remember the big, long submission The chain of submissions, yes. Uh, That that Kirby won that match, but that was unloaded. Uh, Single losses then again to Kirby and to Hendry once again unloaded. Then he was put into a tag team. Uh, One challenge for the Internet Championship, then he was off to the UK and we never ever heard from him again. that was he is perhaps the weirdest booking we've ever done for anyone the most underutilised I would oh, say yeah. by a country man. I was going to put him in bearable but I don't know if I've got the balls to do it how old just, is he now because I want to know this right? how old was he in 2016 and he was Pete already Dunne. that good or that advanced he's 28 now 
So he was like 23, 22, 23. Right. Back in twenty six, in the summer of twenty sixteen, wow. when it was used, that's incredible. That anyway, I it's, it's got we can't, it can't it's be any much higher, can it's it? It's bearable, but that's nothing on him. It's, it's just such used. a weird way he was used. Yeah. Now anything that isn't, it's anything but bearable is Prince Amin, who got himself a servant early in WCPW in the form of Gabriel Kidd, but also because Prince Amin was good at the wrestling and really rich as well, right? <laughs> right. And he also really liked my old thing from back in the day because he used to wear t-shirts out to the ring. He would wear your t-shirts reason. all the time. It and was... I just didn't want to be a part of the show. No. I <laughs> They were loving it. Um, they were. Uh, then himself and Gabriel Kidd went from, well, Prince Amin was obviously a very bad baddie, but then, and Gabriel Kidd was like a very good goodie, but then they both turned into very good goodies and everyone loved them. Softened, didn't it? Yeah. They gained each other's respect. Cause also, because Prince Amin is just so bloody entertaining, he just turned yeah. himself babyface. Uh, yeah, essentially. Did, basically. Like, you can't hate him. And if, you, and if you know him in person as well, he's every bit as lovely he's well no he's, he's not a lovely character obviously I shouldn't compare him to his character he's a lovely hilarious man yeah pulled a rib on me when we first met how we'd got uh, we'd got you remember the bake the bake on the bike around about the, the bake on the bike cur- around the no, curry, like the it's like they do oh like the restaurant yeah, 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 oh, yeah. The curries and stuff. it's delicious um, we got all them in for the lads after the tabins once one of the really early tabins and Amin's like sat there like with some rice and stuff, but he's kind of just picking out of his hands. I was like, mate, I'll go and get you a knife and fork if you want. There's some over there. And he was like, well, that's racist. This is my culture. And I was like, I'm so sorry. <laughs> and then he went, no, I'm just messing with you. I was like, no. <laughs> yeah, no. Got him. And it was all uphill from there. What a guy. Yeah, so he did all that in WCPW. Is he getting to the upper reaches of this list based on being a, a great bloke? Is that, is that what's happening here? I mean, he's one of those ones he's like, crazy. you know, he filled his role, that, but he also was a very nice man backstage. And also, Brandy. if you look at the picture there, he is a Ring of Honor. <laughs> Whoa, what a what A, a Ring of Honor television champion. And is it an IWGP one? It was it? the junior heavy. It was junior Kushida's, heavy. I think. It was Kushida's junior. Oh, no, it's Prince Amin's. Oh, it's, sorry, Prince Amin's. He was IWGP. holding those Junior heavyweight belt, yeah. yeah. Um, so he went on to bigger and better things, obviously, after his stint in WCPW, but he's got to go. Lovely. Yeah. I'm putting him lovely. If, who's in there? Is Bad Bones? Oh, no, Bad Bones is the one below. I'd put Prince Amin above Bad Bones in a WCPW Do you remember that, do you remember that, um, that WrestleMania pre-show Cruiserweight match where it's Ali versus Alexander, Cedric Alexander yeah. and Mustafa Ali? Where the hell is this going? And they're going, heart, soul. Heart, because one of them was the heart and one right. was the soul of 205 Live. If Martin Kirby is the soul of WCBW, Prince Amin is the heart of the WCBW. The beating heart. Yes, absolutely. Everlasting. Just yeah. like her Royal Highness, Queen Elizabeth II. <laughs> <laughs> well, just, that made, that that made me think of um, Alan Titchmarsh going <laughs> oh, like... speech. For it's, 70 it's, years, it's promo. a heartbeat of Britain has <laughs> been beating all of the time. And it's hers over there. Yeah. And then she's like, so what, ruin the moment. <laughs> yeah. Anyway, Prince of Bean, fantastic. Rampage, um, which is not the show on a Friday night. It's an actual wrestler, mm. which some people might not be at with. That's a, what a load of bollocks I've just said there. I'm going to stop myself from no, saying I that. Even... Everyone knows who Rampage is. Uh, involved in the first ever title match, of course, after beating Hendry. Then, of course, we had the double turn where he didn't like you anymore, did he? Eh? No, it was oh, Damo who did, didn't like me. Oh, he did like me. Well, well, we, 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 well he was, didn't care, did Ships he? in the night, <laughs> me and Rampage. <laughs> Damo punched me. Rampage, nothing. He's also there. Uh, he did. Um, he did batter Pachiti though. Yeah, that was good. Oh, he knocked his glasses off, didn't yeah, he? Yeah, Broke yeah. them. Yeah, it was great. Pachiti doing all that for the business. He was like the, <laughs> the Goldberg, the Austin of WCBW. He was right very there. good. He had. Well, he was one of those ones that 
like not many others could match his intensity. Hard, hard, scary man. Yeah, but yeah. also very nice. He honestly, uh, yeah, he yeah. was the one I was most intimidated about meeting. But then we went to WrestleMania, and yeah. obviously had the show over there. And I went, I went around WrestleMania access with Rampage Brown Did and a few you? others. It's just a nice, a On nice. Camera or just no, no, chilling. just right. walking around. Just a very nice man. Oh, I wish Common, I got a commandeered a bus. I wish I got to hang out with Rampage more. Sorry. Honestly, we were walking all, all like maybe a group of fifteen people, maybe me and a couple of the YouTube lads, and then all the rest. Walking, and then this big red bus. I don't know if it was on for the event or whatnot. What just, was I doing? What, just, what time of day was this? Afternoon. This big, big red bus just stopped at the side of the road, and we all got on the bus. Front, right. I don't know if we were taking a chance, but I was like, "Oh, I'm with Rampage Brownie." Just all got on it. We just all got on it, and then it took us to access. It was amazing. Just at the side of the road, we were just walking there. Did you know that it was going to access? No. I didn't, didn't, I, didn't I didn't end up anywhere. But I was with Rampage, I would have been well, fine. Fair enough. <laughs> then of course he does he, fill you with, he's a very safe man, he's a safe pair of hands, he honestly, fills you with that confidence. I would love to be held in his arms yeah. because I would never ever feel more safe. I think he couldn't fit on our physios bench for massages and that sort of stuff after the matches, so he had to lie on the floor because <laughs> he's just so thick he is a and muscular. Boy. Yeah. Right, he was involved in the title change where Connors won the belt. He was the one who, I think he delivered the suplex to, to Big Demo on the ramp, mm. uh, which made him stack. It's stacked. It's, no, stacked. Stacked. Yeah, stacked. Shut mm. up, Ross. Uh, then he was involved in the Kurt Angle Invitational. Hardcore matches were the order of the day for a long time when it came to Rampage and WCPW mm -hmm. and a best of seven series. He also hates musical chairs. <laughs> uh, state of emergency, he challenged Drew Galloway for the title, but he lost the built to destroy. He unsuccessfully challenged uh, Hendry for the title, and then he had a big beef boy match against Tomohiro Ishii at the Pro Wrestling World Cup and that just yes. about sums up uh, Rampage's WCPW career. He used to um, he went through a weird phase of like towards the end of a show he'd come and find me when I'm milling about backstage and he'd be like after my match come out and give me a stunner and I always said no and he was like you're in your castle one time he was like you're in your castle you're in your hometown they'll love it and I was like first of all I don't know if they will and also I don't trust you because I was going to say I'd yeah. go for it and he'd just go you grab my leg or something and I'd be like Ooh. snap it off yeah for, just for a rib just yeah. a harmless rib what's it like yeah uh, but uh, it's got to be one of the top tier yes tiers. he's top uh, oh top tier for me top I'll go tier. on then top I'll tier. go for a top tier top tier Ricochet played a big part in WCPW you, the same Ricochet you disagree massively by the way on his theme tune who, what? We disagree massively on his WCPW theme. Oh, like the generic sort of like punky... It wasn't generic, it was cool. It also sounded like it was played through like underwater. Like, yeah, the, recording, <laughs> the quality of the recording wasn't brilliant. Yeah. What made it so good in your opinion? I, I liked it, I thought it was a catchy tune. Oh. Forevermore. Sound like Pennywise or one of them bands. I don't know who it actually was. I'll take your word yeah. for it. Uh, he loses the internet title while challenging Cody at Lights Out. Another mm. fantastic pay of your name there. Mixed tag team matches involving B and Osprey were obviously fantastic. I had no right to be as good as they were, even though, the f well, that doesn't matter. They were just fantastic. No, they were, they were just better than you'd expect from yeah. a, what, you'd, what you assume is going to be a semi-comedic mixed tag match. And then they just go for it. Double Hurricane Ron is also Oh, going on. Uh, true destiny, the rope snapped. This the, is my destiny. The, the rope snapped in his match with Osprey very, very early on. So good they broke the damn ring. Another mm. iconic call there from Matt Stryker, who if, if he was if he was in this tier would be straight in the top for my money. Um but obviously they worked because I was it you who said it might have been you who said it back at the uh, back at the time. You were like, that's a good thing to happen because there's never been a, an Osprey versus Ricochet match like this, and tell there never what, will be tell again. You what, Ross? I'm really glad you, I didn't want to say I don't like to brag, but I'm really <laughs> glad you've mentioned that. Get I down, did. Kurt Angle. Give me I 20. Did. I remember there was Bedlam. No, I didn't do that. I remember there was Bedlam at Gorilla. And uh, I remember thinking, 
no, this is good. This is good. It took a while, like a minute or so, once the panic had stopped. Well, that's 90% of their moves. They can't do, in it, if there's no top rope. Oh, they still had a phenomenal match. Ricochet, obviously, pulling the broken turnbuckle in the, the sort of corner of the ring, but on the mat. <laughs> and he did a... Was it a moonsault or a Something fall? like that, yeah. Yeah, just so you could say he did it off the top rope, but yeah. the top rope was on the mat. Very good stuff, indeed. Then he had a fantastic match against Drew Galloway in Nottingham, which was just silly, the stuff they were doing to each other. Mm. Uh, as was his match against Keith Lee at the US World Cup show. Oh, I, I just remember... Uh, all I remember from that match is endless, endless beal throws, yeah. big hip tosses, just huge, just launching Ricochet across ricochet the Ricochet doing that to Keith, by the way, not the other way. No, no. <laughs> uh, then it's stacked 2017, his match against Rey Mysterio, which I remember because I was covering uh, from Newcastle, but for the social media, so I was making GIFs mm. of all the moves they did. Nice. Uh, and it included the moonsault DDT thing that obviously Ray did to Eddie Guerrero back in the day. Oh, yes. But Ricochet, no, so Ray would have done it to Ricochet. I oh, think that's, that's the right cool. way around. That's a nice well, homage. Definitely, it happened one way or the other. Um, and then he got to the semi-finals of the Pro Wrestling World Cup before losing to Osprey. Superhero poses all out of the shot. <laughs> That's so cool. Yeah. Right That's then. the match where they started fighting in their ring jackets. Did they? They didn't even wait for the bell. Yeah. Just start going for it. What yeah. the light, yeah? I know. But there we go. He did a lot, so did Ricochet. Mm. Where do you reckon? Lovely. I'll go lovely as well. What's keeping him out the top tier, in your opinion? Uh, Storylines. Why? Is, uh, it's glitching out, Ross. That's fine. Oh, it's, it doesn't like this. I let go ages ago. That. There oh. you go. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know why I clapped there. Just, Just clapped for no reason yeah. whatsoever. Next up, we have a hip-hop and happening tag team, a father and son tag team known as Mustache Mountain. Of course, Tyler Bate, Tyler Bate, Tyler Bate and Trent Seven. They only had four matches as a really? tag team in WCPW, which was a shock to me. And what was even more of a shock there, Jack the Jobber, is that they lost three of those matches. I'm very surprised. The one that I remember most was the one with Moss and Slater, I think, yeah. which was a hellacious match. Hellacious. Yes. Hellacious. Uh, the only win came in a three-way elimination match, which took place on Loaded. Of course, they lost, as Jack just said, in the first round of the tag team title tournament to the eventual winners, Moss and Slater. Trent had one singles match in WCPW, which was the big choppy-choppy PP match as we mentioned earlier with Johnny Moss in the small room in Northumbria mm. University and Tyler Bate had one singles match which was the technical wizardry thingy against um, Liam Slater yes. I've done the thing again where I've written Tyler had a, re a match against Tyler oh, I should weigh up a bit more shouldn't yeah. I but it was against Liam Slater and it was fantastic yes. and I thought they did a lot more in WCPW than they actually did do me too but they, everything they did was really good mm. so I don't know whether it's for me, it's at first I thought when you said they'd only had like four tag matches, I thought, well, then it's all right category. But do they get pushed up because of the quality? I'll go bottom of lovely, lovely. Bottom of lovely. they were great when they were in there. And we should they say were. that time cut was cut short by NXT UK. And also, at the <sighs> time, they were a, they came in like they were a proper established tag team, but not a lot of our audience had heard of them compared to places like In Progress mm. and places where they'd started to really build a, a brand. But here it was like... They were really winning over an unfamiliar crowd, and they did it every night. Yeah, really good stuff. Really good, yeah. Speaking of really good, we now have Viper, who maybe didn't hit the heights that she probably could have while as a part of WCPW, because basically, as we mentioned earlier, she was the diesel to be Priestley Shawn Michaels. She was the muscle behind the snaky, cowardly chicken poo champion. Yes. Uh, chain reaction, fantastic pay per view name again. She beats Kaylee Ray. Bulletproof, she beats Lana Austin. She's in the 30 man rumble where Kirby wins the big one. Yes, Viper was in that match as well. 
It's Henry Maynard who defeats Session Moth Martina. It's fight back with a dick in the ass. She loses to Kaylee Ray before, <laughs> before losing again. A bit will destroy when she cost the injured B her title by stepping in for her and losing, of course, to Kaylee Ray. Yes. Um, and then, well, of course, she, she closed out her time in WCPW with a loss to B Priestley. Bringing things full circle in some way. Kind of a, the opposite of Mustache Mountain there because I, I didn't realise she'd actually done quite as much yeah. as she had done. Maybe because it came more towards the end, which, as we've said earlier in the video, seemed to be a lot quicker than the start did. Yeah. So I don't know where to put her then. I would go... I'd go you know what I would say? I would say underutilised, therefore just about bearable. In the way that she was yeah. used, just about bearable. Similar to your Angelicos, your Pete Dunn's. Didn't really get to see the best of what she could offer. Yes, I'd agree with that. I'd agree. Um, unfortunately, I don't think she's managed to get that in WWE either. Um, I saw a tweet, it was yesterday, It was the, was it the 14th of June, it is one year of her on the main roster. She's been there for a year now. And I cannot believe a year uh, goes that quickly. Um, she she is fantastic when she's allowed to do what she's good at. Yeah. ICW basically is where she was good. Basically, yeah. yeah. But hopefully she gets there in the WWE. Yeah. But now, now we have a man who could be in the top tier, could be in Lovely Lovely, could be in the bin, who knows what might happen. It depends how Jack the Job is feeling about Will Ospreay. He's going straight in the top for you, isn't he? Yeah, but... Because you love him, don't you? You well, bloody love him. Let, not just that, though, right? He is a fantastic wrestler, and I'm a big fan of his work. But I think he was really versatile for us. Yeah. And despite being one of the hottest acts in the wrestling world at the time, he did some tag team division stuff. He did all kinds of stuff. He wrestled with loads of different people. Wasn't afraid to take a loss, like the one against Kirby that we mentioned. So yeah. I'm sure you'll mention all this. Uh, here is the, the potted history of Will Ospreay in WCPW. He arrived, obviously, as the best of the super juniors in yes. that there, 2016, the summer of 2016, as a baby face. Hard to imagine now in 2022 that he was a valiant baby face in the world of professional wrestling. He started off with a couple of wins. Then, of course, he had that shock defeat to Martin Kirby unloaded, as Jack just mentioned, with the wonderful promo putting over Martin Kirby. Then he had the little series of matches with Kirby, uh, including that two out of three falls thing with the massive Hurricane Runner off the top rope that we mentioned earlier mm. at Delete WCPW. Then we move into the sort of the Swords of Essex Pachiti Club era of Will Osprey, where he turns heel and he's aligned with B Priestley and he's got the stuff with B and Trevor and the mixed tag team matches and whatnot. Mm -hmm. All fantastic stuff. He won the tag team titles as, as uh, when he was the last minute replacement in the ladder matches part of the Swords of Essex. Um, then he went, the, that tag team of, of the Swords of Essex went on to defeat the team of Galloway and Kirby unloaded with the titles on the line which a match I can't remember at all Galloway and Kirby being on the same team wait that was the was that another match where I got super kicked before it was it I think yeah I think so in Leicester yeah because Drew ran in to save the day <laughs> they, they super kicked me and started beating up Kirby and then Drew ran in and as he slid in the ring I just caught his knee in my head and oh. I thought oh bloody hell he, he meant that no he did not mean that <laughs> Then we had the, the fantastic matches for Osprey, of course, back in singles action um, against Galloway uh, for the title. Yeah. Exit wounds, Matt Stryker being fantastic on commentary. Eventually, the Swords would lose the tag team titles to War Machine. And then, obviously, we move on into the Pro Wrestling World Cup where Osprey got to the final. Doing it for the, for the England. Bringing yeah. it home and all that sort of bollocks um, before he lost to Kushida <laughs> in the final. Bringing it home and lost to Kushida ah, in the final. Yeah. Which uh, is weird because, at the time, Kushida... Kushida was kind of the favourite because he was higher in the New Japan pecking order than Will Ospreay. But if you look at it these days now, imagine yeah. if they have that same match again. I mean, jacket time far supersedes anything uh, yeah, the, 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 the United Empire have done, for goodness yeah. sake. Yeah. Who's the United Empire compared to jacket time? Jacket time. <sighs> um, <yeah. laughs> he's, he's top tier for me. Yeah, he's top, yeah tier. he's top tier. Whether it was face, face or heel, I thought he was he excelled in either role. Yeah, I never knew really. I was quite naive to the, the ways of Will Ospreay before he came in because I just thought he's a really talented, flippy man. Yeah. But he 
he showed off his heelishness and how good he was at cutting a heel promo and that sort of he stuff. He was another one I was really intimidated by because he is yeah. like a proper, I don't think he's a proper like, drag the lad. Proper superstar. Oh, right. sausage roll. I, <laughs> yeah. I bought sausage yeah, roll. Yeah, he got Greg's for everyone. He got a big payday yeah. from New Japan. Here's some behind the scenes. He just walked in and everyone was sat around before the show just putting up the seats and whatnot and all the rest are just sitting down having a chit chat. He just buys everyone a sausage roll. Yeah, yeah. But <laughs> I guess whenever you're intimidated by a wrestler like that, all you've got to try and think is, I bet, you're a wrestling fan. Yeah. You're a loser like me. You're just a more, <laughs> just way more successful it's a one. way more talented yeah, one. Yeah, yeah. To be fair, he was a really nice guy whenever I was sort of interacting with him. Was he the same with you? He hated you, didn't he? Well, he hated me, yeah, yeah. so I, I can't possibly comment. There we go. Yeah. But he was very nice to me. Yeah. Zack Sabre Jr. is who we are rounding things off with on this tier list. My goodness, we've come to the end. He loses to his debut match in WCPW to Cody while challenging for the Internet Championship. Good matches with the likes of Gabriel Kidd and Liam Slater, as we mentioned earlier in their sections. Bulletproof comes around. He challenges Christopher Daniels for the Ring of Honor Championship in a triple threat also involving Adam Cole-Babe. Mm. That's a match that happens. Zack Sabre Jr. versus Christopher Daniels, who I think was a shock sort of appearance on the night where we didn't yeah. know who was going to be I don't know how we flew him out in time I've catapult yeah yeah it got, a, it got a great reception though yeah, yeah. and then he lost to Kid um, in the match for, for kids in that championship at the time got the quarterfinals of the Pro Wrestling World Cup before eventually getting his own back on Gabriel Kidd and taking the internet title off of him and that's just about everything Zack Sabre Jr. did in WCPW anything about Zack Sabre Jr. Ross this sounds mad right this sounds crazy but Given that it's Zack Sabre Jr., one of the best technical wrestlers in the world, I still think he's one of those ones that could have been used better than he was. Yeah. So for me, he's still in all right. Yeah. And he had some great matches. I think his best one was probably after we left for Defiant against Walter. Oh, when he got the chop. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. But the, the ones against Kid were good and everything. But I just feel like, apart from maybe the World Cup, he was never that featured, yeah. I suppose. And the, the one thing that we definitely missed out on back in the day is the promos. Yeah, I can't yeah, remember yeah. him cutting a promo, but his, obviously his promos are fantastic with all sorts of references to British culture mm, and whatnot. Yeah. Um, I, I think it's all right. I think it's all right. Not yeah. his promos. I think they're great. I think his position on this list I'd is go all right, right as well. Yeah. Now we'll come to the end there. Now there we need we go. to go work our way up from bottom to top and work out if we need to move anyone up or anyone down. El Hijo. <laughs> He's got to stay in the He's bin. Stay hasn't he? in the bin. Uh, Angelico, I reckon, stays where he is. Pete Dunn underutilised. Brandy did a little bit here and there. Viper underutilised. I think they're fine. In and there. it's none of their faults, really. They, no. It was just the way it was used. Yeah. The, way, the way they were used. Then we've got Bad Bones. We've got HD Drake. We've got Aaron Stevens. We've got Moose. We've got Doug Williams. We've got Kelly Ray and Zack Sabre Jr. in all right tier. I think they're fine in yeah. there. Lovely, lovely. We've got War Machine. We've got Ricochet. We've got Kurt Angle. We've got K Gabriel Kidd. We've got Liam Slater. We've got John Johnny Moss. Moss. We've got. Uh, Nixon Newell we've got B Priestley we've got the good prince and we have Mustache Mountain mm -hmm. all valid contenders I think so a lovely lovely, lovely spot and I mean might move up in the top tier but in our hearts anyway and now we get to the bit where the pressure's on Jack the Jobber because we must work out who is the best of the best who was the best ever superstar <laughs> in the history of WCPW some might oh. call the result of this a huge scout yeah Cody Rhodes did his WCPW run supersede that there of Big Demo that's a really hard one just to start off with there I'm struggling what do you think I think Cody's was just because he was around longer wasn't he he was he was he was to be fair but uh, but Demo pushes him close yeah. yeah Kirby over Rhodes yeah. yeah 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 yeah. this is a big one Connors over Kirby get out of the way there we go sorry Connors of Kirby they were intertwined a lot oh, as well. Yes, they were. They're like two sides of the same coin. The heel and the face were, oh, <laughs> the hero and the villain. I'll, 
I'll, st I'll still stick with Kirby. I'll I stick think, with Kirby yeah. as well if I was up there. McIntyre, sorry, Galloway or Kirby? For me, he slots in like just ahead of Cody, maybe like around yeah. around here. Rampage Brown or Kirby? Not not more than Kirby, but he's like round here yeah. for me. Like he's up, he's up there certainly. The local hero turned prestigious one or Kirby? Kirby still. This is the toughest but, one, I would say. But Henry's like there. Those yeah. are the two faces I would say of WCPW. I would say so as well. I'd say Rampage and Connors are up there as well. Yeah. Broken Matt Hardy or Kirby? Oh well, now again, no, uh, Matt Hardy wasn't around for that long, but he did, he was fantastic when he was there. Bully Ray. Um, I'll nudge him ahead of Matt. But again, not quite for me, not quite. I'll leave that one for last there. Will Osprey or Kirby? Um, no, but I'm going to move Osprey up a few, a few spaces. This is the big few. one. Probably Your what culture general manager, oh Adam Pacente, or Martin Kirby, his great nemesis, who was the face that ran the place in WCPW? Literally, well, no, I guess literally I. I'll not have to go. At all. I'll have happy. to go for our leader. No, I'm going for um, I'm going for Martin Kirby, That's but. Fair. Again, as we start this video by saying, I think it's I think it's only fair to put Adam over, brother, because he was really good. I mean, who would have thought? Who would have thought? Who would have eh? thought he was really good? Such a shrinking violet, that man, yes. isn't he? But there we go. That is our ranking for all the WCPW roster members that we can talk about. Let us know what you feel in the comments down below. I don't feel like words are coming out of my mouth right. Let us know how you feel about what we've done here in the comments down below. Do you know what? I want to shout out someone who, unfortunately, was just intertwined with too many... There was just too many people that we hadn't mentioned. We couldn't squeeze him in because he didn't do anything on it as a single superstar. Uh, and that's Lucas Archer. Oh, yeah, Lucas Archer. I yeah. should mention Lucas Archer as well. Um, a lovely lad played his role in getting the yeah. prospect to the prospect I'm going the judgment day yeah. the prospect to Orlando with the kid yes and absolutely fantastic anyway there you go let us know how much you disagree with everything we've said here today we make sure to read every single one of them and cry about them all night long Jack any closing remarks no just um what a, what a strange time it was it was a strange, a strange time, time. Thank, you, thank you for having me thank you for being here um, I've been Ross he's, no I've been Gary YouTube that's what we mm. do in these ones he's been Gary YouTube as well thank you for joining us for this Gary YouTubing and we'll see you next time when we do something like this again goodbye <laughs> hi this is Craig Robinson from Ways to Win and support for this podcast comes from Invesco QQQ the future isn't scary not realizing its potential however could be just like on the recruiting trail, I've seen potential come in many forms as a coach. Learn more at Invesco.com slash QQQ. Let's rethink possibility. Invesco Distributors, Inc. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more and is all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com pack for free shipping and 365-day returns. For all the wrestling headlines in just 10 minutes, search Cultaholic Wrestling News on Apple, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts from.